Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. And the update is brought to you by Farrah and Farrah. This is, this is... I gotta, I gotta monetize this somehow. Okay. I can predict the future. I really can. Oh, you have the gift. I do have the gift. Now it's not like the thing where I see you marrying a, a man with beautiful dark <laughs> hair and blue eyes. Okay. Not, not that kind of uh, future fortune telling, but um, you can see everything coming. Um, you got to remember, there's nothing more important than money and power, and they're sort of equal as far as the words go. Money and power, power and money, same thing. So everything, all the motivation for any politician, with the exception of maybe one or two, and by the way, the new House Speaker is living paycheck to paycheck. We'll get into that later. Oh, gosh. Dude, that's that's good. That's good. Somebody that's doing what we're doing yeah. is a good thing. About time. So anyway, this guy's surprising me. Of course, they're going to demonize him, but let's not get off on that right now. Money and power. So everything's about getting votes. Everything. I, how many times have I said this? And it's, it's true in corporations as well as in government. If you drop dead in the parking lot, they will step over your body to get to their Lexus. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's what Biden is doing. So, in Michigan is a huge Muslim population in Michigan. Michigan is a very important state to win the presidential election. Mm-hmm. There's like seven of them, but that's one of the most important. I put them in the top three. Biden has gone from 43% supporting him to 7% supporting him in Michigan. All Muslim. He's very concerned. Well, you know, he, when I say him, I mean his his handlers. He's not. He's not. He's just a thing. You know the thing. I'm just along for the ride, man. Come he, on. Yeah, he doesn't know what's. But uh, this is why this is happening today. So, all of a sudden, yesterday, after backing Netanyahu and saying, "We're with you, man. Yeah, you go get those Hamas people. We're with you all the way, whatever it takes." All of a sudden, out of nowhere, yesterday. We're thinking about pausing. First of all, who the hell do you think you are to tell another country not to defend themselves? What kind of egocentric maniac are the people in the White House that they think they can tell some other country, oh, that's right, they give them money. There's that. Mm. So the Biden administration is exploring the possibility of multiple humanitarian pauses. This is to appease the Muslims in Michigan. That's all this is. And, and the, the sad part about this is there's very shallow, gullible people out there, and there always will be, that eat this up. 
They hear it on ABC News and they just open their mouth and just feed themselves. Oh, he's so great. He's such a nice guy. Look, he cares. No, he doesn't give a you-know-what about anybody but himself. The money we've given in humanitarian aid to Israel, to I'm sorry, to uh, the people in the Gaza Strip is gone. You know who's got it? Hamas. That's They're buying new weapons. They're doing... That's where their money goes. We are feeding. That's why the guy yesterday, remember the guy yesterday we played that said, the congressman, he said, Haggerty, he said, I'm concerned there were funding both sides. Mm. We're funding both sides. Say. I don't think it's intentional. I think we're stupid. That's why we're funding both sides. Anyway, Oof. the White House National Security Spokesman, John Kirby, made the comments during a press briefing on Thursday. We're looking for humanitarian pauses. Okay, let me clear this up for those of you who are listening and get confused between ceasefire and humanitarian pauses. Yeah, there's no that? there's no difference. Yeah, there's no times outsies during war. What are you doing? But they don't want to use a word to ignite the other side that they also need to vote for them that traditionally vote for Democrats, the Jewish people. So we're looking dumb so they can pander and get the votes they need? That's all it is. This is a play this is on the tight wire. They're just trying to pander to both sides. That's why Kamala Harris came out yesterday. Let me tell you something by Kamala Harris. I feel it coming in the air tonight. <laughs> So 60 Minutes ran this pandering fluff piece on Sunday. If you saw it, you know what I'm talking about. They dressed her up like she's never been dressed before. Her Uh-oh. hair was perfect. She dyed it. They kind of, I think they took, took duct tape. You know how you do that trick in the back of your neck to uh, make, make your, her skin look tighter? Make her skin oh, look no. tighter. Oh, no, is this a, hey, have Kamala ready on deck? Kamala ready on deck. Montel's at home watching TV like, damn, girl, what's up? <laughs> I'm telling you, that's what's going on. They made her look so present. It doesn't work. Because, unfortunately... Her stupid is showing? How could you not show it? I mean, she's still this. You think you just fell out of a coconut tree? (laughs) (laughs) She's still Krusty the Crown, the female version. I can't do it. Not enough makeup in the world to cover that. (laughs) So, yesterday... I mean, this all is happening at once. you got to understand, they plan this out in meetings, and they go out there. Now, the sad thing for us people who... uh, believe the media, ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, MSNBC, is that you eat, you eat that up and you think it's true. No, this is all scripted out. Because, and you can tell by the words they use. Mm-hmm. It's exactly the same sentences they use on the media as well as when they speak out in public. So Kamala Harris gets out there yesterday and talks about, think about it. Think about what's happening to Jewish people right now. As a matter of fact, I'm going to reverse the audio. I was going to go with Kamala first. I'm going to go with Mayim Bialik. From, you know. From Blossom, from Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Jeopardy. Pick one. She's a liberal. There's no doubt about it. But I'm going to play what she says. What it's like to be Jewish right now in this country. It's stunning. Imagine if there was a a massacre of an ethnic group or a religious group. um, The equivalent of 50,000 Americans. And imagine if what happened after that was that all over the world, there were marches of tens of thousands of people calling for further massacre. It's unimaginable, and that's what it feels like right now as a Jewish person. No matter if you know the history of the establishment of the state of Israel, no matter if you know the history of the Jewish experience for thousands of years, including the history before Islam, there has not been an experience in my lifetime that has prepared me for this. 
Could you imagine, just just for a moment, imagine? Doesn't you don't have to be Jewish, but imagine that the people that you are are being, you know, death is being called upon you by other people in our country. Can you imagine what that must feel like? Now, it's worse for Jewish people because they already have a history. It's called, you know, Holocaust. So, so they already know what that's like in, from what their families told them. There's still very few people, but there's a few out there that lived through the Holocaust and survived. And so they have the history. And now it's happening again, but this time it's worldwide. And it's the very same country that saved the Jews from the Nazis. Us. Where you're seeing all the protests in these schools. Imagine what she must feel like and any other Jewish person in this country must feel like right now. It must be horrifying. I can't even imagine what it's like. That's the thing, too, is like we get past that point where everybody who remembers and who was there. No longer here. No longer here. Everybody forgets. And now we do it again. And history repeats itself. Now, in the name of power, Kamala Harris got out there yesterday and they had her in an oval office setting. Oh, the, God, it's practice. It is oh, practice. No. Wait till you see the picture. You guys got to take a look at the photo. It looks just like the oval office. Is, was this on 60 Minutes? No, no. This is this is uh, yesterday. This is when she made this announcement. They had her make this announcement from a fake oval office. Okay. This is, is a, vice a circular pr- office or is this nah, kind of a different the, ellipse? It's just the kind of uh, setting that the president uses when he's doing something like he did two Thursdays ago. Here she is oh, no. with a slap. Slap in the face to the Jewish population of this country. Thinking, keep in mind what's going on in our campuses and around this country. Muslims in America and those perceived to be Muslim have endured a disproportionate number of hate-fueled attacks. That's not true. That stat doesn't bear out. She's lying. But remember, they need those votes in Michigan to win the presidency. So go ahead. As a result of the Hamas terrorist attack in Israel and the humanitarian crisis in Gaza, we have seen an uptick in anti-Palestinian, anti-Arab, anti-Semitic, and Islamophobic incidents. Okay. Uh- you can imagine that you're, you're uh, Mayim Bialik or you're Jewish and you're listening to the vice president of the country primarily speak on how we need to protect people who back, back Hamas and the Palestinians in this country. Stop there for a okay, second. That's, you know, that's, she says right eye. here, I saw the. I, I have a quote isolated from her from yesterday where it says, hate has no place in America. We, we condemn hate and Islamophobia and stand with the Palestinian, Arab, and Muslim American communities. What? Right. Yeah, because they're the ones that we need to be concerned with now because there was one incident with a six-year-old in Illinois that got killed because somebody who hated Palestinians, but that's one, one small example. Yet, if you see what's going on, if you put that against what's going on with the Jewish people in this country, mm-hmm. it's, there's not even, it's not even close. And she goes Today, on. I am proud to announce the Biden-Harris administration will develop our nation's first national strategy to counter Islamophobia. What? This strategy will be a comprehensive and detailed plan to protect Muslims and those perceived to be Muslim from hate, bigotry, and violence and to address the concern that some government policies may discriminate against Muslims. For example, the so-called Muslim ban, which President Biden revoked on our first day in office. What? Liar, liar, pants on fire. Where's your protection for Jewish people? Wait a minute. How are you going to leave that out? There was never a Muslim ban. That is a lie as well. Uh, That was a restriction on refugees settling here from certain nations that started with W. Bush and Obama. 
That's right. Before Trump. And then Trump made it. Remember, Trump was worried about this and he made it uh, added some countries to the list. But it was not a Muslim ban. Now, the the countries that were uh, prevented from coming here for a short term uh, were primarily Muslim, but it wasn't a Muslim ban. This this has turned into don't say gay. So that's a lie. So she came out there and you heard it for yourself. She's protecting. She's protecting the people in Michigan that they want to vote for them. It's not about Jewish people. What a spit people. in the face to everybody that's Jewish in this country. And it's actually a spit in the face to Palestinians in this country as well because it's insincere. It's not true. She's not. They don't give a rip about either people. They don't. Now, a reporter asked a great question here in the White House. And, of course, that reporter, the only one that asked questions. Peter Ducey? Peter Ducey from Deuce Fox Jr. News. Here he is. And he had a great question in this. Thanks. Well, John, so uh, talking about getting Americans out of Gaza, President Biden said, I want to thank our partners in the region and particularly Qatar. The leader of Hamas lives in Qatar. So why is President Biden thanking them for anything? Oh, geez, Peter. Let's take a step back here and look at this. Cutter was they, they are a terrorist group that killed Americans and kidnapped Americans within the last month. Peter, Cutter has been helpful in getting those Americans out. I'm sure you would agree with me, and everybody at your network would agree, that getting American hostages out is a good thing. And Cutter was a key player in that regard. Cutter has lines of communication with Hamas. That almost nobody else has. That's because they're living in this stupid country. Hello? They live there. They live in luxury houses in Qatar, and they command from Qatar to their soldiers, Hamas, to do what they've done. Is this guy stupid? No, this is the game they play. They're tr- this Again, this goes back to what I said. It's money and politics. It's money and power. They'll do anything. They'll step over your dead body if it means they can get another vote. This is all about finding a way to get what they want done to impress a certain section of people so they'll vote for them. This has nothing to do with saving American lives or you know getting rid of Hamas. This has nothing to do with any of that. Qatar is housing the terrorist leaders. They're living there in luxury abodes. Speaking of living there, I saw a video yesterday. I think I sent it to you, but I'm sure you didn't look at it. Um, it was <laughs> the story of my life. It was a lot of immigrants coming over the southern border. And do you have that? The one about them saying Biden's lost his mind? No, no, no. And this was, you would think, coming through the southern border, Who would you, where would you think they're coming from? Just off the top of your head. Um, All these countries. I mean, it's not Mexico. So they had a bunch. South America, you would think, right? So they had a bunch of immigrants sitting there. I guess they were on break and they were kind of eating lunch. And a news reporter goes up and they're like, hey, where are you guys from? All of them were from Syria. And they said, "Where, where were you told you're going? I'm going to Texas. I'm going to New York. I'm going to Chicago. Oh, they told me I'm going to this place. They told me I'm going to this place. They're all Syrian. And they're all, they were told where they're going to be shipped to. And Biden shipping the shipping shipping them there, the shipping shipping. It's a movie. It's great. But God. do you not feel? Uh, maybe I'm. I've worked on the show too long, and I'm starting to go crazy. But do you not feel like there's an, some kind of internal Trojan horse? Oh, yeah. Something about to happen. No, this is all by design. This is on purpose. It's all on purpose. I just don't get how you could come out and say something like that. Like it's not like the Israeli folks were going, "Hey, you know what? Let's get these guys out of here." No, it's kind of the other way around, and then you're going to go. Well, you know, we need to, we need to keep track of this and provide protection for the other folks. 
No, it's insanity. It really like, is. Uh, here's, here's Ted Cruz about what you just said. I am very sorry to say it, but I believe we are at a greater risk today for a major terrorist attack in the United States than we have been at any time since September 11th. And you combine war in the Middle East with open, an open border on our southern border that is an invitation from the Biden White House. If you're a terrorist and you want to murder Americans, come to Mexico and they'll let you in. That is dangerous as hell. Yep. And there's a 5,000 person caravan headed this way. Should be crossing the border any any minute now. The leader of that caravan said to Fox News, um, hey, Biden's lost his mind and I'm I'm one of these people. I'm leading this group. He goes, but any country that does what they're doing is not going to last very long. But in the meantime, I'm here for it. (laughs) Yeah, it's amazing. What is what is wrong with people? This is all by design, dude. Who knows what's coming next? Yeah, but I mean, is is it really worth getting voted in? Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Why do you think people go to school for eight years, become they're already exceptional lawyers, and then they go get into politics? Because that's where the money is. Yeah, but come on, at a certain point, how much are you gonna sell out? Totally. Why how much you? is your soul worth? Dude, it's an addiction. Power is an addiction. It's like any drug. It's like fentanyl. It's like anything else. It's I think opioid. a lot of people, too, don't put it past even our government. Oh, That no. people that uh, might want to get out once they see how corrupt it is. And it's like, oh, no. No, no. You Oh, how's your how's your kids doing? Are they doing good? Yeah. Okay. Now, you're going to keep working for us. Yeah. We know where you live. Taco Bell's making out great, though, in this uh, in this administration. Taco Bell's the only uh. chain restaurant. As a matter of fact, even better than any other local mom-and-pop restaurant that's doing well. Really? The only one. Have you seen any of the really built-up Taco Bells that are, like, full-blown the taqueritas <clears throat> now? Have you seen them? No. Nope. They're big, and they're huge, and they look like actual nice walk-in restaurants rather than a fast-food place, and they have a bar. What? Yeah. Well, Taco Bell fast food, and a call yesterday to the investors has emphasized that they are the fastest growing food chain in the country right now from all income levels, not just the poors. I was going to say because I think their food is still the cheapest. Exactly. Okay. Ah. It's the cheapest. You can get 17 pounds of goo for like $4. <laughs> That's true. Everywhere else you're paying $30 for goo. You pull up, the window opens, a whole bunch of pounds of goo come out the window. 2 to 3% growth in the number of orders across all income levels, according to CEO David Gibbs of Taco Bell's parent company, Yum Brands. They also own KFC, Pizza Hut, and I never heard of this Habit Burger Grill. I used to be so excited in college at the end of a night. You go through the Taco Bell drive-thru. It's back when they still had the Mexican pizza. That was so fun. And they're saying it's all because of Bidenomics. It's What is Bidenomics? It's Bidenomics. Okay, Biden. And unlike my predecessor, Ronald Reagan, who I, I haven't seen around lately. Are you here tonight, Ron? He's dead. Reaganomics trickled down economy only helped the rich. I'm going to trickle the economy for the middle class. That's right, bub. Tinkle right from the middle, and that tinkle will spread like a flood as I tinkle all over the 48 states of our great country, allowing the golden opportunity of success to reach every American right where they stand. We're set. And then I can finally give a sigh of relief as I zip up my plan and flush the toilet. I mean, fix the economy. Right. Folks, that's Bidenomics. No questions. All right, good, because I wouldn't know have any. Um, Florida Roofing Company here is uh, doing something cool. Of course, some people don't like it. It's a Roof Easy. 
They have uh, home improvement. They do roofs, you know, stuff like that. They're doing a little contest now for Thanksgiving. They're giving away AR-15s. You get a free AR-15 carbine and a turkey. What? It's called Roof and Gobble Special. I love it. Bye. Bob the hootinest, tootinest, shootinest, bobtail wildcat in the West. That's right. Roof and Gobble Special goes like this. Buy a roof from us this November, and we'll throw in a free turkey to roast on the brand new roof. Wow. Plus, because we're feeling extra generous, we'll even throw in an AR-15. That's roof easy. Dude. <laughs> See, do you think I can get an endorsement from them? Maybe. Maybe they'll give you an AR-15 and a turkey as your payment. Wouldn't that I mean, be great? That's that's a nice promotion right there. I'd take that. Eat some food. Defend it. <laughs> yeah. They say the harder you brush, it's bad for your teeth. As a matter of fact, I'm going to the dentist next week to get uh, planed because uh, I've, I've put abrasions on my gu- on my oh, enamel. Are you going to get like gum extension? Like no, the- no, no. It's not the gum. Gum I, extension. I, I, I stray, 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 stray. Uh huh. You uh, put striations on my teeth from brushing too hard. So your enamel's coming off. What are you using? A belt sander? No, I just. You know, I used to brush really, really hard all the time to where my toothbrush was like almost flat. I see that in people's bathrooms and I silently judge them for it. Cause yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? I stopped doing it because it was really bad on my gums. Yeah, can't you feel that? It hurts. Yeah. Well, my problem was I used to get the, the hard bristles. I prefer hard bristles. Yeah, I always like the medium and the hard. My dentist is like, dude, you got to switch to the soft. Electric ones. toothbrush is the way to roll. That's yeah. like the best. That's what I got. But I'm so used to doing the motion that like, yep. I can't hold still. And I just, know. It's a different motion. <laughs> yeah, so brushing too hard is bad for you. And the thing is, is that the funny part about brushing too hard is that um, I go to the dentist and I don't get complaints about, because I can't floss. My teeth, I, I challenge Are they too it. tight together? Yeah, they always tell me, why don't you floss? I go, go ahead. Go ahead. And well, like, that's because of buildup between. That's why you got to no, get it No, it's not. Yeah. I never had the luxury of braces when I was younger. So my teeth are like right up against uh, each other. I can uh-huh. floss, but it's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. You don't have a water pick? Yeah, I got to use that Power too, washer? That, that, yeah, it's too loud in the house and you get fumes. Water, water pick's great. I love a water pick. Yeah. Flossing adds four years on your life expectancy. Mm. What? Yeah. yeah. No of the bacteria. way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, brushing too hard is an issue, and uh, I'm proof of that. So is Jill. But the funny part is my gums, I don't floss, but I brush so hard that my gums are healthy. Oh, that's good. Because they're not, I'm always like grinding them down mm-hmm. so they fight back. They have muscles. <laughs> I always had an issue with the flossing, and I always had bad gums. Now I have great gums because I got, you know, a lot of money in my mouth. I have like a bazillion crowns in there, so now I take care of them. Yeah, so Dr. White of Aspen Dental in Las Vegas says once the enamel is worn down from brushing too hard, it doesn't regenerate. Right. And this can increase your risk of cavity. So. Yep. Don't brush so hard. That's one thing I'm not willing to skimp on. I know dental work is extremely expensive. Oh, yeah. And I shell out for that. Oh, I have friends that are like, oh, no, it's just too expensive. I'm not going to do it. I'm like, but that's your teeth. Like, that's what I'm not willing to miss teeth. I'm just, I'm not willing to not have teeth. I'm just, I will splurge on that before I splurge on anything else. It will be my teeth. All you have to do is meet somebody, and you know who I'm talking about, (laughs) where their, their grill's missing. Oh no! Yeah, I'm not. Oh, I'm not. Or, or, or it's still there, and it's in the process of becoming mulch. No, the I before to- and after grill photos are terrible. <laughs> I Those told people you. that do like the diamond and gold like teeth things. Because when I talk to somebody, oh. if I meet somebody for the first time, one of the first things I do is I'm looking at their teeth, and I can't, I can't not have an expression on my face of what I think of your mouth. There's some, <laughs> some, some of them are just like 
It's it's and don't, trust me, because I've had I've talked about this before, and I've had people go, "Well, not everybody can afford it." I can't either. Trust me, I can't either. I have a credit card that I use just for dental work. Mm-hmm. That's specifically for my dental work because look, I can't afford it either. It is outrageous. I think it's such a crime how much the dentist costs. I've switched dentists over and over again. Smokestack and I go to the same dentist. I finally found one that I love that isn't through the roof and two thousand dollars per crown with dental insurance. It's oh like who can God. afford that? And I got like seven crowns in my mouth. It's a seventy-five dollar fee for using our chair. Right. And then you walk yeah, in. Yeah. That's another fifty dollars. All right. And finally, everything is racist. Everything's because of white supremacy. Everything is racist. And you're a Nazi. All right, my wildest dreams. I never thought that this would be uh, an issue of racism, but apparently birds are, and the species that they are. More than 100 bird species are about to be renamed because their monikers have been deemed offensive, exclusionary, and racist. To who? My mom was a birder, and I never, never, and she was- Is that bir- the cool name for them, birders? She's a birder, okay. was was a birder, and she has all the birding equipment. They would go have it every weekend. They'd stand in the swamp, or they'd go here. They'd- Is that really relaxing? Because I'm trying to understand it. I can't handle oh, it. Oh, it's, it's beautiful, depending no, on the birds. Too many floral hats, and they weigh too much. It's too much waiting. So, uh, yeah, I couldn't do it, but they have like these $2,000 scopes, and they have- mm-hmm. You know all these books. Then they, can the they bird. identify them when they yeah. see them and go, "Oh, that's a such and such." Yeah, and, and they, they have all... contests and they have to fill out these workbooks. I, can't... I was going to say, do you write it down in a book somewhere? Yeah, it's too much. But uh, Gutfeld had something to say about the racist birds. People, places, things, and words. Now there's even racist birds. <laughs> it's true. As wokeness never truly ends, they change the names of our feathered friends. The American Ornithological Society plans to remove all bird. Names derived from a person in an attempt to make bird watching more inclusive. Because that's what keeps black, brown, and trans people from looking at creatures with beaks. It's their names. <laughs> and not that bird watching is about as exciting as waxing Joy Behar's chin hair. Oh, God. <laughs> that's a good one. Sorry. But according to these wokesters, dozens of famous birds have names clouded by racism, misogyny, and genocide. For example, the Audubon Shearwater will no longer be linked to Audubon Society founder James Audubon because the dude owned slaves. Well, with that standard, how about all the black folks whose last names are Washington, Monroe, or even Jefferson? Should they change their names? Thank God Sherman Hemsley isn't alive to see that. Wow, that's true. I miss Wheezy, too. The name changes will initially focus on 80 species. So having got bored with schools and streets and monuments, now it's birds. Wow. Unbelievable. We're done. Don't you understand we're done as a nation? This guy. Yeah. Oh, God. This is going to start soon, too. We are the American Ornithological Society, and we are changing the names of birds named after people. In addition, we are trying to find safe-for-work names of birds like the blue-footed booby, the dixicel, the great tit, or the rough-faced shag. So if you're birdwatching with your grandmother, you don't have to hear her say, oh, it's a horned screamer. People can't tell if you're a bird expert or a total creep when you mention the woodcock, Andean cock of the rock, Himalayan snowcock, titmouse, bush tit, or fluffy-backed titbabbler. We are searching for new names for these animals so you can finally birdwatch in peace without your teenage son's incessant giggling. The Sunny Update. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. And Crazy Talk brought to you by All Electric Services. Steven touched her buns. Thought that it was fun. That hot girl was too young. Was kissing her with his tongue. This is not the first time I've heard about this. Second time this year, a woman's come forward with claims that she was sexually assaulted by Steven Tyler, obviously the lead singer of Aerosmith. Her name's Jean Bellino, a former child model. She says she met Steven Tyler when she was 17 and he was 27 back in 1975. She claims that after asking Steven Tyler about some of his lyrics, he pushed her into a phone booth and assaulted her. Uh, His entourage, she said, was witnessing the event. She alleges that he pinned her against the wall of the phone booth, groped her, and forced himself on her. Now, I'm not saying that she's lying, but I will say that... If you're 17 and you're going up to a 27-year-old lead singer of a rock band, you're not going up to him to ask him about lyrics. I'm just... Well, my thing is, like, it's been how many years now? Yeah. She said she was able to escape with the help of a doorman at a hotel that was nearby, but the effect has lingered in her life, and her lawsuit against Tyler, she says she suffered and will continue to suffer great pain of mind and body. Last year, he was accused of sexual assault by another girl that said she was 16 when he was 25. Now, um, the I, first girl was 58 years ago. Yeah. 58. Now, I read that this second woman had two encounters in the same day. With it was him? the phone booth thing, yeah. Then she went back to the hotel with him. Okay. To the bar. Back to the hotel. So you're assaulted in a phone booth. Do you go to a bar with the person that assaulted you in a phone booth? Yeah, they just like kept going, went to the bar, and then some more bad stuff happened, and then she was like, oh, then I left. Yeah. So, I, I, not to discredit, but Yeah, at the like, same I'm not in the business like, of telling women that their assault isn't real, but at the same time, I don't know, maybe because she's 17 and she's young and she was impressionable, and she's like, oh my God, Steven Tyler, I'm too scared. I don't know. I was... But even then, how many years later you'd waited 
four decades? She says it's affected her entire life. Yeah, huh? Steven touched her buns. Yeah, 58 years ago. She's 72 now. I know. Hey, speaking of older people, Al Pacino. hoo Did you hear about this? Remember no. when he was going to be a father again at the age of 83 and he's got his girlfriend. Her name is Nor something. hoo And she is a lot younger than him. She's in her 20s and they're like, oh my God, he's got a 20-year-old girlfriend. He's having a, he's a, he's a dad again. Maybe he needs to go learn from Mick Jagger about how to be a dad again from an older age. Well, guess what? They're no longer together. Shocker. And now he has to pay her $30,000 a month in child support. What? What's the Could matter with you? You think you just fell out of a coconut tree? Come <laughs> <laughs> on, that one. Did anybody else see it coming that she was going to leave him as soon as the baby was born and be like, ooh, money, that's my money, that's my paycheck right there? Frankly, I didn't think about it very much. No, I'm just getting warmed up. Mm-hmm. Couple's going to share legal custody. She's going to take primary custody. He's been granted visitation rights. Um, they said that they're committed to jointly Raising Roman, that's his name, Baby Roman. He was born in June 2023. In addition to the $30,000 monthly payments, he is also going to contribute $15,000 for education. Uh, He's going to put it in a fund, as well as a potential further payment by the end of the year. um, He also says... Uh, he has a he hired a night nurse, for, I guess, for the baby. What is she doing? You're getting thirty thousand dollars a month. You can't take care of your own kid. No, they need a night nurse. Oh, I think he's got uh, something. Something's going on with him. I don't think he's hundred percent. Oh, healthy. the night nurse is for him. No, no, the baby has something <laughs> going on with him. I don't think he's hundred percent healthy. Oh, the baby. Okay. So I think he needs. He has some medical expenses and needs some monitoring. Maybe that's what that's for. Uh, well, I mean, every hey. celebrity. Child support case is like, well, I'm gonna need a million dollars every week just to take care of little Mitzi. Hey, it's Al, like, you uh, have you been smoking marijuana? Yeah, what a sham! Yeah, what kind of a show are you guys putting on here today? Every time I think of child support, I think of Kevin Costner and her ex wife and how she needed what was it like 200 something thousand to take care of the kids, and I just think of every other woman in America that manages to take care of their children just fine and not get 200 something thousand dollars a month. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, guys. I'll tell you, I don't that know. Must, that must have been some really good. Mm-hmm. Well, they were married for a really long time, but anyway. What, six months? What's no, like 20 something years. He they was were a, married? 20? Kev, Kevin Costner. Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about Pacino. Oh, well, he's 83 and she's 20 something. What do you think? So, how long were they together? Um, Five minutes? Three. And wasn't she the one that dated all the other ones, too? Yeah. She, yeah. Did. she had, like, had yeah, a habit Cyril of dating Gold the older Crazy. She's going to be richer than all of them. Oh, he was mad in court. Sir, you're out of order. Out of order. I show you out of order. You don't know what out of order is, Mr. Trask. I show you, but I'm too old. I'm too tired. I'm too f***ing blind. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. Have you been smoking marijuana? Uh, Maybe. (laughs) So this next story makes me a little tired just reading it, but... Halloween's over. We're into November. Christmas season is here. Thanksgiving's in a couple of weeks. It says here, this is where Rick is the exception to this rule. No, I don't think I'm alone here. I don't think it's just me. No, I'm not saying it's just you, but I'm saying you are definitely an exception to this, what I'm about to say. The average person will go to 10 holiday events this year. 10? You're out of your mind? Yeah, no way. (laughs) Maybe five tops. Five. Can you imagine? You crazy? That's at most. You're talking uh, family, friends, office combined in there. So are we talking holiday events? Oh, this is this year, but I'm going to go from oh, here. Oh, God. 
I'm gonna go from here to the end of the year. So I, I, we gotta we gotta include Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah. If you celebrate Hanukkah, New Year. I'm not going anywhere. Uh, <laughs> do we have to go to the office party this year again? Yeah. yeah Is it the same place? I don't know. Is it the, the same, same game we're gonna play? What's that thing called? It uh, Dirty Santa. Is that what it is? I don't know. Ugh. This past year, I like this past year, but uh, this past year's- That one was fun, but the chances of it being fun again- The year before that, <laughs> neither of you went to that one, and I loved that one. That one Which was one at, was that? You guys didn't go. It was at Christner's Steakhouse, and we had a private room with a, like a, a fire. And oh, we those were, days are gone. Oh, we were catered. This was two no, no. years ago. No. This was beautiful, and Smokestack was supposed to come, and there was a seat there for him, uh, and everybody was yeah. waiting. They weren't going to serve until Smoke got there, and I wow. texted him. I'm like, are you coming? And you're like- They wouldn't wait if I wasn't there. They're like, yeah. Um, hold on. I just got up. I'm like- Hurry up. He eat, eat before Rick gets here. I'm like, here. he ain't coming. Just start serving. <laughs> No, but it was it was beautiful. But yeah, we do have a so that's one. So if you consider your work event, one. That's one. Thanksgiving and Christmas, Christmas Eve. That's three more. Uh-huh. So that's four. Mm. If you do New Year, that's five. I'm not doing New Year. Where were you going New no, Year? No, I just stay home. But I mean, yeah. um, let's see. If you have people do some people out there do like a Friendsgiving or a Friends Miss where they celebrate with their friends no. before their family. That's seven. You're crazy. Um, let's see what else. Too much flagging. Yeah, nobody's if, got time for that. If some people do like a girlfriend get together, I'm just going by what I see all over social media. I know people do these gatherings. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six. That's eight. Hmm. I'm trying to think of what else. Stop. You give me a headache. You only have, what do you do? The diner? That's it? I'm not even doing that this year. What oh, are you, really? for Thanksgiving? No, nah, no. Not enough people come. What? Oh, oh, what about Christmas? What are we doing? You said off off the air, you said, I'll go to one or two. I have one or two I got to go to, right? They're all in my house. Oh. <laughs> so you can escape to the garage should you need to. Yeah, yeah. When it gets too, 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 pl- I don't know what the word is. When it gets too is shallow. It with all I the women the- talking in the kitchen yeah, and, and then talking all the guys. Yeah, BS I don't care about. And, you I know, gotcha. and then Jimmy, you know, what, you know what happened to Frankie? It's like, oh, who cares? <laughs> It's good to know that at least you say who cares in real life as well. You do it to me on the radio, but I'm oh, glad yeah. you do it in life. No, no, I do it in life. Absolutely. My <laughs> wife knows the signals, too. Does she? It's like, who cares? Out in the garage I go. <laughs> um, so another thing that Rick is not about, but you're not alone. Um, majority of Americans want to end daylight. Well, no, you are alone in this because majority of Americans want to end daylight saving time. No, that's ridiculous. And I don't, I think they don't understand. I really do. I think they don't understand what they're talking about. This is another don't say gay thing. No, it's not. Eastern, oh, come sta- on. Eastern Standard Time is when you go home, you leave the office at 430 and it's dark out. Why would you ever want that? Well, originally, mm. wasn't it back in the day? It was originally Ben Franklin or something. Because, so that you he wouldn't- was kidding. No, no. Back in the day, originally this was created so that nobody would, knows. If you would shut the hell up, I'm about to tell you. Fine, go ahead. No, all of a sudden, you know. <laughs> go ahead. I think originally it was so that they would burn less oil in the lamps, yeah, that's one and there'd be a longer daylight. And I think the other thing has to do with farming, so farmers would have long more daylight to farm. Well, this is also a World War II thing. They wanted to use less power to keep things on and you had to save fuel for the war effort. They Can I unshut like up now? Time. I'm going to unshut okay, up now. You, you see, I'm, I'm nobody gonna... really knows. Nobody knows the answer. But well, we still like keep doing it. We're, we just keep doing it. And do you ever feel really rested? Like on Sunday, are you going to wake up feel rested because you got an extra hour of sleep? No. I don't. No, it doesn't make any difference. But at least the sun's out when we get home from work. Do you know that you can't really ever catch up on sleep. Like if you only sleep two hours one night and then the next night you try to sleep 10 hours, you're not going to wake up feeling rested. No, it doesn't work that way. It's it's just like you can't do it that way. And they said, yeah, like 30, 40% of people wake up and they do not feel 
rested, even after falling back and having an extra hour. That's insane. But whether you like it or not, it is going to happen this weekend, Ugh. 2 a.m. on Sunday. Great. It's so stupid. Time is changing. Hour gets postponed. Why? It's darker early. So the nights will feel longer. Winter is black and cold. Keep daylight savings. Most people are not farmers. Don't do the time change again. Don't do the time change again. Don't want to wake up at six. When it's actually five. It just disrupts our lives. Changing the clock is Are you ready for some stupid news? It's stupid. Yeah. But we like it. Here's Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Okay, here we go. So, um, this happens every once in a while. This guy in California, nobody knows why he wanted to drive a forklift, but he wanted to drive a forklift. So he goes to a construction site. His name is Wayne Mathern. And um, he wouldn't get off the forklift. The cops actually had to give chase. No. So now a special report on from foot, though, right? No. Now a special report from the Stupid News Central. Here we go. Another guy driving a forklift. That's blocked out in the roadway. The officer tried to pull over the forklift driver. Yeah, he's clearly not going to stop. So I guess we'll just call it a pursuit. I'm going about 10 miles an hour. It was a very slow chase. Chelsea Lieber saw it all unfold. We just couldn't believe it. Neighbors listened along with the police scanner app. What's the industry standard runtime for a full propane tank on a forklift? Not very long. They were all going to keep following like that for a forklift. <laughs> Can you squeeze in between it? Oh, he did. Two miles from here, near Howe Avenue, the chase ended last night with an arrest. But today, neighbors are still talking about the strange scene. It was a surreal moment. That vehicle happens to be evident. Valuable evidence that's going to convict a maniac that I've been trying to apprehend and that I have been in high-speed pursuit of for seven hundred miles. <laughs> I take credit for the Smoking the Bandit part. I was going to say, I don't know what that <laughs> I is. I love that. You've never watched Smoking the Bandit. I feel like, I'm, and I know what Smoking the Bandit is, and I feel like it's been on the TV when I was a lot younger, but I don't, I, Here's couldn't, what's reco- odd. I couldn't recall it. Your husband's 35 years younger than you, and he's watched Smoking the Bandit and knows what the music is and Jackie Gleason and all that noise, but uh, you don't. He's 10 years younger than me. Is it? Hmm. Well, in Jill age, that's 20 years. Are you saying I'm old? No. Older than I appear? No. All right, here we go. So uh, that happened. In New York, you can get a um, rat tracker 
It's an app. So it's like the Waze app, though. It's self. It's self. Um, it's a word I'm looking for. It's not like it has uh, GPS trackers on the rats and right. reports that. You have to actually self-report the rats, you oh, see. Oh, so if people report it, then it builds its database based right. on what people say? Yeah, and then as you, as a rat tracker app uh, owner, you get to see where the rats are. It's a, it's a fun game. The New York City subway rat detector, it's called. You can pick it up. It's ratatistical analysis of rat findings. You're building a rat ship here. Fun name. Yeah, I think so. Squatting man. Yeah, squatter in Yosemite National Park. Hey, if you're going to squat somewhere. That sounds like a beautiful place. Right? You'd love that. Oh, yeah. Frogman playing in the background. Yeah. You ever there. been there, Smoke? Yosemite? Mm-hmm. No, I've driven by it, but I didn't go in. And oh, Yosemite's awesome, dude. Hike about. I can't believe you haven't been there. Hiking. Have you? Yes. Uh, three times. I thought you don't go outside. I do. I love being outside. I just don't like being in the mud and not showering with people who smell equally as funky and <laughs> watching some band I can't understand. Do you Oh, so you're hike out, out there, there camping and hiking? No, I don't do camping and hiking. I don't either. No, this is a nice hotel. What do you okay. do outside? What do I do? You're going to you go through this. The, we did this yesterday. The bird watching? What do you do? No, I go outside. I play with my cars and my motorcycles and I look at the grass. And but he's saying something. like at Yosemite. Do you oh, stand Yosemite? There? Is it like a, a, like a what, 60 second thing and you go... Cool. You go Done out there, it. You're like, yeah, it's sweet, I, nice I, rock. I chubby chase it. <laughs> I was absolutely. Say, you I get out of the car, <laughs> I shake my head a little bit, and I get back in the car and put on my music. <laughs> it's no, it's no hiking. What are you crazy? Yosemite, the bear will eat you, <laughs> or lynx, or bobcat. You better break a sweat. I don't think so. No, God, the, no. The best part is going to the big hole, the big geyser there. The big and, hole is that what they? Call? Yeah, the geyser, and watching people walk up to it, and you know they they warn you constantly, don't go up to the geyser because you don't know exactly when it's going to go off. Right. And people will just keep walking up to it, and inevitably somebody gets burnt. You know. Really? Like, yeah, it happens all the time. There was one guy. This was last year. He ended up in the hospital because he looked down the hole, and that's when it went <gasps> boom. And got it blown off his him? feet. It almost killed him. He was in critical condition. Said. It blew him off his feet and put uh, third degree burns on his face. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> idiot. Skulls. I'm sorry. I have a delayed reaction. <laughs> <laughs> I missed something. <laughs> Who said? You said he looked down the hole and then he. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> it hit me like four <laughs> seconds late. <laughs> Oh, it did? <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm tired today. <laughs> you think you just fell out of a coconut tree? <laughs> Why don't we have any paper products in this stupid office? <laughs> Has this ever happened to you, Jill? You're with a bunch of other excited women like yourself, uh, and you're waiting on the stripper cop? <laughs> yes, I can't wait to wait for the stripper cop. I got my own stripper cop at home. I don't need to wait for one. So anyway, uh, Actually, turns out yeah. that in Sydney, Australia, these girls were just having a, uh, a stripper party, and they were all excited. No, they weren't having a stripper party. <laughs> this is what are you, are you making stuff up? Don't now? change my story. Oh, you're just making stuff up. Who cares? It's still a good story. <laughs> I like the stripper party. <laughs> Group of excited women were caught on camera mistaking it. I'm getting to the cop. Uh, the party was somebody complained and they wanted the party shut down. So a real cop shows up to this house. They think it's a stripper cop and they go crazy. You know, I-
That's them. Yeah, it was just a regular party in Australia, and then someone called the cops because they were too loud. So the cop comes to the door, and they think it's a stripper. That's what I just said. But you said it was a stripper party. You, this... you said it was a stripper party. What the hell difference does it make? Okay, there's... Does these sound like they're waiting for the plumber? No. <laughs> Play it. They're having a regular party. Oh, okay. It's a regular party. What's a, a stripper a... party? A party with a bunch of strippers? Yeah, well, it's where the women well, yell. That's right. Stripper, stripper. The guy shows up. He's a cop. All of a and sudden, they're yelling, he's stripper. really cute. It's a stripper party. Oh, my God. They okay. started twerking okay. on him, and he had to leave, by the way. Yeah, they, they were twerking on yes. him? They were twerking on the cop. I don't, yeah. I don't but think it's, he didn't but, like but, it. But Smoke, it's not a stripper party. It was a regular it's party. It's a regular party. They had hats from Party City. No, yeah. You made it they, sound like it was a bunch of off-duty strippers having their own party, no, and then a cop I didn't. came. No, why do you listen? What it, is a stripper said, party? Define it for me. I said the girls were having a stripper party. Guys, strippers. No, they weren't, though. Okay, but they acted like it. The minute a cop comes to the door, he, he's right, a stripper? Right, because they were like, woohoo, someone got us a stripper. So it's a stripper cute. party. Oh, my God, I can't with you today. Oh, my God, the semantics. I have to change it. Okay, it's a regular <laughs> party make up the that story turned so into a stripper better. party, bunch of whores. <laughs> <laughs> but if it was a bunch of dudes and a lady cop came to it the door, the a, guys aren't a bunch of whores. It would still be a stripper party. No, they'd be whores, too. Cop uniforms on women. Whew, that's good. Coming to theaters, <laughs> Indy is back and he's hungry. It's Indiana Jones and the Burger of Doom. Ah, yes, Dr. Jones. What is you this? will give what me the playing? ancient ma- This is supposed wait, wait. to be real cop or stripper. I believe that's what it says. We were funny enough. That's enough. Rick's <laughs> <laughs> Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. That's a filthy habit. Stream it now. 1059sunnyfm.com. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. And the update is brought to you by Farrah and Farrah. It's stuff Rick finds while surfing on the internet. On the internet. On the internet. He may spend too much time on the internet. But he finds something strange and new each day. Yeah, I just uh, thought I'd throw this in here because we have some extra audio from the weekend. Some of it's pretty interesting, so let's go for it. I think Trump has a great idea here. This was two days ago. He's talking about changing the, because of everything that's happening at the universities with the protests, Mm -hmm. you know, against Israel and Jewish people. Well, he said, we need to change these universities. We will take the billions and billions of dollars that we will collect by taxing, fining, and suing excessively large private university endowments. And we will then use that money to endow a new institution called the American Academy, Its mission will be to make a truly world-class education available to every American, free of charge. This will be a truly top-tier education option for the people. It will be strictly non-political, and there will be no wokeness or jihadism allowed. None of that's going to be allowed. (laughs) I love it. Except that pretty much he's talking about a public entity, which means down the road, Shortly after he's gone, or it'll turn into that. It'll turn to another public school. Elon Musk was on with uh, Joe Rogan for three hours, and I don't have that kind of. I'm ADD. I can't do it. I'm serious. I can't. So, I've been watching it in bits and pieces. Everywhere I land on the interview, there's not one boring spot. It's all like, super interesting. The guy is. I don't. You know, liberals turned on him only because he bought Twitter. That's the only reason. Right. Because that was their cesspool of information yep. that they would dole out to the networks, and then they'd lie to us. You know. Well, he covered everything from why he bought Twitter to why he didn't fight Mark Zuckerberg, and it was fascinating. So this time he's talking about ventilators during COVID. That's mm-hmm. right. Remember all those deaths 
People on ventilators, and you eventually people were saying, well, if you get on the ventilator, you're pretty much done. Yeah. Well, there was a reason for it. It wasn't COVID. Well, 80% of the people they put on ventilators died. Yeah. So, in fact, I, I actually posted about that because um, I, I called doctors in Wuhan and said, what are the biggest mistakes that you made on the first wave? This was early on. And they said, we put far too many people on intubated ventilators. So then I, I actually posted on Twitter at the time and said, hey, uh, I'm, what I'm hearing from Wuhan is that they made a big mistake in putting people uh, on intubated ventilators for an extended period, um, and that this this is actually what is damaging the lungs, not COVID. It's the treatment. It's, the cure is worse than the disease. And they, I, just people yelled at me and said, I'm not a doctor. I'm like, yeah, but I do make spaceships with life support systems. What do you do? <laughs> Damn. Yeah. I, like that. I twiddle knobs. <laughs> He's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jeez. Now, we know what's going on all around the nation, around the world, at places of higher learning, which turns out they're places of indoctrination. The anti-Semitism is just remarkable, right? Heartbreaking. It is. So, um, this uh, website and their people are called Facts for Peace. I think they made it up just for this. Facts for Peace. And they do what a lot of these people do. They go out with a microphone and ask a question Mm -hmm. from the people that are protesting. Okay. So this guy did that. He went to a university, waited for the protest against Israel to end, and then he talked to some folks on the street about what's going on in the Middle East. Here it goes. Doing a a quick petition to help Hamas free Palestine. Uh, you're all in. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're so in. he's asking them to. So he's asking them to sign a petition. They're all in on what Hamas is doing for the Palestinians, the okay. terrorists. But he has to read in the terms and conditions. Okay. Here we go. So you, know, you know what you're signing. Okay. By supporting Hamas freeing Palestine, you agree to the following. You agree that every Jew, Christian, and non-Muslim in the world must be slaughtered. I don't know about that one. You endorse making homosexuality punishable by jail or death. Okay, remember, these are people that just got off a protest. And they're like, oh, crap, what did we just protest? From the river to the sea, exterminate the Jews. And, of course, he threw in there the fact that if you're gay and you live in one of the Palestinian areas, it's against the law. They'll they'll kill you. So go on. What, jail or death? Not interested? Oh, okay. So if I sign, I agree with this. Yes. Maybe no. No? Okay. Oh, no. Thank you. No. I don't support any of these two things that you just read to me. So okay. I will be able to sign this though. That's fair. No, thanks for not signing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, they can't sign it because um, that's what they just protested for, but now they can't sign it because... Mm. Do you think that that... That's how stupid that's they are. in to any of them to go, oh, that's no. what we just... I hope oh, so. Okay. I don't think so. I think they're that stupid. They really are stupid. They heard some professors say something. They go out and make signs and go out to a protest. Right, but I'm saying after the fact, do you nah. think they went, oh, God, I'm, I'm sorry that I did that? I don't think they made the connection. Really? I think they're that dumb. I really okay. do. All right, so um, one more here. And this is an old one. This is from this week. And we love this one. This is Gen Z Tears. Young girl... I don't know if it's her first job, second job, but I think it's her first job out of college. But this is her first real job where she has to drive to an office in Manhattan mm-hmm. from maybe New Jersey or who knows where. I'm guessing Jersey. Yeah, and she's in her car and she's recording this so we can all cry along with her. I know I'm probably just being so dramatic and annoying, 
but this is my first job like my first nine to five job after college and i'm in person and i'm commuting in the city and it takes me forever to get there there's no way i'm going to be able to afford living in the city right now so that's off the table like duh if i was able to walk to work and it w- it'd be fine but i'm not so it literally takes me like i leave here at, like i get on the train at 7 30 and i don't get home till like 6 15 earliest and then like i don't have time to do anything i don't i want to shower eat my dinner and go to sleep i don't have time or energy to cook by dinner either like i don't have energy to work out like that's out the window like i'm so upset oh my god nothing to do with my job at all but just like the nine to five schedule in general is crazy being in the office nine to five like if it was remote you get off at five and you're home and everything's fine but like i'm not home it takes me long to get home and like like people that drive to the office like it doesn't you don't get off at five and i know it could be worse i know i could be working longer but like i literally get off it's pitch black like i don't have energy how do you have friends like how do you have time to like meet like a guy i don't know like how do you have time for like dating like i don't have time for anything and i'm like so stressed out and i'm also getting my period so that's why i'm all emotional but like am i so dramatic it's fine Yes, you're uh, dramatic. You yeah. want to know why? Because I just read a story <clears throat> that 70 kids near coastal city of Santa Marta, Colombia, this is what their commute's like. Just to get to school every day, they have to cross a makeshift bridge across alligator-infested rivers. This bridge was made from a pipe that supplies water to the whole town as well as a rope. You have to see the picture. They shimmy across, they hold onto the rope, and they're standing on the pipe to go across this river. I think it's the Guerra River, and it's it's a strong river. So if they fall, and if the, the water doesn't get them, then the alligators are going to get them. And that's what they have to do to go to school every day. That's their commute. Oh, look at the Serbian kids. That one's rough because it's like 40 below. So you can only be outside for a certain amount of time. They have one bus and that like barely runs and you have to run from place to place and you got to cover yourself in animal blubber before you can go outside. It's nuts. (laughs) You guys just don't understand what Gen Zers go through when they go to work, do you? Maybe this will help. Whole Foods needs a union. Like I can't survive this anymore. This is this is like worse than being in Vietnam. I had to work three hours yesterday, and we only had thirty minutes for lunch. And I'm a kosher vegan. Do you know how hard it is to find a restaurant? These hours are killing me. And I'm a full time student, I'm majoring in queer knitting and minoring in <laughs> films from the patriarchy. They made us watch a Woody Allen movie the other day. I was on suicide watch for five hours. <laughs> And I got misgendered again. I was stalking something and someone's like, hi, little boy, can you help me get something? I was like, hello, I'm a girl. I have a beard and a bulge. (laughs) They don't offer any like support for high challenge queer people. It's like, and I have to stock the bread. I'm gluten intolerant and they make me stock the bread. I can't even reach it. I'm intolerant. And it's like, I know my manager's doing it on purpose because he's a cis straight white male. They don't even give us a break. I tried taking a nap with my weighted blanket in the shampoo aisle, and they're like, you can't do that. I feel like a slave child on Epstein's Island when I'm here. And I have anxieties they don't even care about. I suffer from anthropophobia, which is fear of people, and psychophobia, which is a fear of food, and I'm around food and people all day. Ah, I'll do it. I'll cut myself. It's stuff Rick finds while surfing on the internet. On the internet, on the internet, he may spend too much time on the internet. 
but he finds something strange and new each day. I hear uh, Louis Armstrong's It's a Wonderful World behind in the background. <laughs> <laughs> All right, One Pulse. The announcement was made by the spokesperson for One Pulse Foundation saying there is no plan to return the money to the donors. And how much money was that exactly? Millions and millions of dollars to build a memorial museum and to support various programs. And of course, they leave out the most important part to pay themselves hundreds of thousands of dollars for being part of the One Pulse Foundation. That uh, always huh. seems to be left out a little bit. The salaries. I didn't even know I didn't even know until Smokestack enlightened me on that. That was mind blowing. Isn't that wild? Like the stuff that you don't see unless you look at the tax forms? One Pulse Chief Communications Officer Scott Bowman said the following in an email Thursday, yesterday. Because I can't go on camera. The foundation was never had a, the foundation has never had a plan to return funds to individual donors, as those gifts have already been used appropriately. Or uh, inappropriately. Yeah, appropriately for what? If it were used appropriately, wouldn't we have something to show for it? Yes, you do. Look <laughs> at my new living room and my new kitchen. <laughs> He added, unrestricted gifts, i.e. not tied to any specific program or project, have been used for the ongoing initiatives. I love that. Isn't that great? Initiatives. Ongoing initiatives. I like the initiative of your face. Anyway, when it comes to... This is, our, this, is, this is people's money that they donated who cared about what happened at the Pulse nightclub. And right. you squandered it and you paid yourself and you, you lie. And then the media doesn't really help very much. They'll, they'll skirt around the edges of the story, but won't tell people the truth. We're going to tell you the truth. Since the mass shooting June 12, 2016, tax records indicate that donors have given $18,651,744 through the last year to help One Pulse Foundation. And what did these people do? $3 million for a design for a big boondoggle that never happened. It was ridiculous. And then they paid themselves. Just give an example here of the... Leader, who was the CEO of uh, Pulse, One Pulse Foundation? Uh, it was a Barbara Poma. She was the Pulse owner for a while, but then she was like, "This is weird. I'm getting out of here," and she stepped down. Well, and give, then, give I mean, the of course, money it was back. after the pay raises and all that. But the thing that gets me is—is is it on the second page there? How much they paid for that other plot of land they were actually supposed to build the memorial yeah. on? Three point five uh, million was for the purchase of the property using funds from ten million, which was allocated part of the tourist development tax. So not only did they get the eighteen million in donations, they got ten million from tourist taxes, and then they spent three point five million on the land that they're not going to build the thing on that they paid three million for a design for. Uh huh. And the rest of the money they're not going to give back How? to the donors because they don't have it. And How? what's happening to the land? No, they're up. Op- they operated on a deficit when it was all over. You How? people should be arrested. So this they- is just like Black Lives Matter. Remember that when all everything started happening and George Floyd was happening. Oh yeah, we're going to help black people. Yeah, we're going to do this. And you give them all the money. Coca Cola. Oh my God, they freaked out and they gave them a whole bunch of money, millions of dollars. And then Black Lives Matter turns around with Patrice Collier's the Marxist and goes and buys four houses. She resigns. That's all that happened to her. She didn't get arrested. Ninety-one million dollars is missing and nobody just even nobody blinks an eye. It's the same thing. Yep. It's the same thing. People are greedy, and the worst people are the ones that pretend to be so virtuous, and we're going to help you. When you know, we're all for the gay people, we're all for black people, and we're all for this, but we're going to stuff all the money in our pocket, and then we're going to lie to you about it, and the media is going to lie for them because that's what they do. Wow, preach it. Thank you. So uh, drop that mic. What are they doing with that land? I don't know. It's a water park. We could use one. Wet and Wild's gone. I think we have plenty of water parks. <laughs> 
It's like, where, did, where does that go? Who's, who's, who gets that? Does somebody Dude, get to sell that later for three no, and a half million and lic- put that in their pocket? Liquidate the land and give whatever you can back to the to the donors. The ones that, not the millionaire donors, to the ones that took out a hundred bucks from their wallet and didn't pay the power bill that week and gave the money because they cared about what happened at the Pulse nightclub. Give it back to them. Yep. That ain't going to happen. It's messed mm. up, though, huh? No, oh, dude. It's terrible. Uh, let's see. Oh, da, 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 da. i got to skip over some stories. We're running late here. Oh, okay. This is good because this is years ago, but we made such a big deal out of it. It is a big deal. Remember Loudoun County Schools? Yeah. Okay, Loudoun County, Virginia, uh, majorly liberal. Uh, school board there had, before anybody else, had the unisex bathroom. Not even unisex. It was just... Everybody come in. If you think you're a girl and you're a dude and you haven't done anything to prove it, you haven't sliced anything off or not even taken any hormones, you just feel like a girl today. Put on a dress, go in the girl's room. One of the boys went in the girl's room, raped a girl. Father came to the school board meeting to talk about this. I mean, that he did that is amazing because I don't think I'd even get that far. I wouldn't have my, my poop in a group enough to be able to do that calmly. And he was so calm, I'd be irate. Goes to the school board meeting. Uh, uh, cops are called. They beat the living crap out of him. He's all bloodied on the floor. He, the dad of the girl that got raped by a school district who allowed a boy in a girl's bathroom. And uh, that happened. And then he, they moved him to another school where he proceeded to do it again. Now, one of the schools in Loudoun County, Woodgrove High School, the students have had it with everything. With the pride flags, with the bathrooms, with no privacy when they go to the gym. They go to the gym, they work out, they play baseball, whatever they do. Then they go in a locker room, the girls go in a locker room, and there's a dude there swinging his dong around. This is what happens. And you know what? The administration does nothing. Teachers do nothing. Teachers threatened the students yesterday, the day before yesterday, and said, don't walk out, don't walk out. This is going to affect your grade. They threatened the students, and they walked out anyway. Good for them. Here's ABC7. And by the way, ABC7 is on your side. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, just, oh, they don't know. investigate? No, no, they're oh, on your okay. side. They don't get results. They just stand just by. Next to me? <laughs> yeah. Students at Woodgrove High School walked out in protest of the Loudoun County School Board's policy that allows non-binary, gender-fluid, and transgender students to use the school bathrooms and locker rooms of their choice. In the locker rooms in the morning, it's it's an invasion of privacy, as I said, because when men and natural-born males are in our locker rooms and they are showering in the morning, natural-born females can walk in there as they please and as they want to do so, and that is not okay and a against what we believe in. If I could go there and just pat each one of these students on the back, think about it. You're a kid in high school. Your teacher just threatened you and you still walked out on principle because you're tired of it. But you know what? I think that I'm glad that they spoke to that young man because most of the time it's stories of females feeling like they're... You know, with your intrusion on on their privacy, because that's usually the way you hear it is mm-hmm. males walking into the females. But it's gl- I'm glad to know, and it's it's good that they got information from this kid that he's like, hey, we don't like it. We're in there trying to do our thing, being dudes, trying to shower, well, and we don't want chicks just walking in. Well, here's the unintended consequences. Uh, those chicks that were walking into the male locker room, they weren't um, trans or anything. No, no, they, no. they just wanted to have you know with boys in the locker room. 
Seriously, because that's what happens. It's nature. Hello. But anyway, he goes on. To some girls. In 2021, the Loudoun County School Board voted 9-3 to three to adopt the district-wide policy, Policy 8040. These students have had enough, and they want the policy reversed. Is this uncomfortable, you think, for students here, this policy that allows non-binary and transgender students to use the locker rooms and bathrooms yeah. of their choice? Very uncomfortable. I want to be able to, when I get off of football practice, to go put my pads away and change with not feeling uncomfortable with other genders in there watching me. Especially, I feel the girls should feel the same way about the situation. How would you feel if you're a female changing with a male in the restroom? It's a massive safety risk. And they don't do anything about it. And we express these concerns and they ignore us and write us off as right-wing crazies. We're not crazy. We just don't want to be in danger on a daily basis in this building. Yeah, these students are not political at all. Believe me. If they are political, you know they lean left because they're in a leftist environment, so it's not like that. They're just scared to death. I so mean, then what happened? They walked out, and what happened after that? Well, they don't know. I mean, of course, uh, it's all about protesting for change. I don't okay. know if any change is going to come to this, but... It should be the entire school. But there are a lot of people who are scared to speak out against it, so they stayed inside because they didn't want to receive the backlash. I think it's people finally stepping up and just being sick of it. We're sick of being here and just being completely ignored. Good for them, man. Really good yeah. for them. Way to go. That's what we got to do as adults, too, and we don't because we're the parents. We're the parents. Not one parent out there. They're all kids. They walked out of school. Well, I can't take off from work today, Cynthia, so uh, just on your own. I'll back you. We're so complacent. So, um, Daytona Beach. Two Daytona Beach food pantries that have been around for 20 decades, oh, 20 decades, for over a decade, must close. <laughs> no. Church, yeah, church leaders said this comes after the city issued them in violation for an ordinance. Pastor what? David Troxler from the First Christian Church said last Friday that the city officials delivered the news. They were hosting their food drive when code enforcement officers showed up and hand-delivered the letter. The letter said they violated an ordinance that they said must discontinue the food pantry, which is prohibited at the the location they were in. See, here. I think that's that's where technical stuff like that irritates me because here's people trying to do good, just good people trying to feed people that need to be fed and they're like, oh, you didn't fill out the piece of paper thingy and you didn't sign it so you need to shut down. I don't care that you're doing good stuff. How dare you yeah. try to feed the homeless? That's what I'm saying. It's like, well, we've... we've uh classified this area for redevelopment, which means we need to gentrify it. We can't have any pores running around looking for meals. Now, <laughs> That's exactly you, what it translates to. If you don't to. want them, if you, or if you can't have them and that say that land's been allocated they for something else, can you not relocate them they somewhere can, else? No, they, because can't afford, that, they can't afford to move. That defeats the purpose. All the people that don't have need cars the food, yeah, that need, need to food right have to be able to walk to it. God, you know. Let me play this thing. When we address it with the city of Daytona, we explain them that we were under the grandfather law and they said it doesn't matter. So it, it kind of left, left us in a difficult situation. Ben Figueroa says they're going to fight this because the community needs it. Newman says taking food from people who need it isn't fair. I guess some people need to walk in other people's shoes. You know, there are children in the world that need food. To me, it's disgusting. I ain't no other word for it. It's wrong. Yep, it is. You're right. It's We're like... 
what are you doing? That makes me sad, especially like the holidays are starting and you can go, oh, oh, it's the holidays. You need food? No, no soup for you. Two weeks from Thanksgiving, like, oh, are you hungry? Too bad. Yeah, shove off, loser. It's like, all right. You're in a redevelopment area, you poor. Thanks, code enforcement. Do you think the person that had to go hand deliver that felt good about himself or do you think he was like, oh, God, I hate my job. I hate my job. I hate my job. I don't know. I don't know. Like, how, how messed up can you be? You got that big of a problem in Daytona Beach? You're like, we we can't have a church here handing out food, doing nice things. <laughs> Finally, President Biden is uh, going to the rural areas of our country. Oh, God. God help him. Is he really doing that? Well, now. <laughs> wow. We are, we are louder. Well, he went there to announce uh, his bribe, five billion in new investments for rural America. His bribe. It is a bribe. It's a bribe. <laughs> it's a bribe. You know, I was thinking about this on the way to work as I was listening to, uh, and I'll we'll do it on Monday about Ukraine and what a big lie that's been all along. Mm. Newsweek. If, I if think you, we already knew that. If you want to take a look at it, Newsweek, published this incredible article about what really is going on in Ukraine and how we don't know where the hell the money is and they stole it all. I mean, we're talking one hundred thirty-six billion, just minimum. It could be more than that. We took all that money. Imagine what we could do here. We'd have a wall. We could fix our infrastructure. We could do so much with that money. And we gave it to a bunch of crooks that we knew going in were a bunch of crooks. Oh, but Zelensky's a hero. He may be. He may be a good guy. He may be sincere. Well, but you know what? He's surrounded by scumbags. That's yeah. that's Monday. On I this mean, very station. It's not even just that. We, what was that California story we did? They spent like $75 billion on fixing the homeless, and all those people are still homeless, and they could have taken that money and housed every single one of them for like four years. In a nice apartment, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Yeah. But, well, you know, I said it yesterday. I'll say it again. If we can afford to fund two wars simultaneously, we're being taxed too no, much. Well, we can't, but Janet Yellen seems to think so. so. So anyway, uh, he went out there and did some speeches and stuff, and uh, here was one of them. My smell of Americans. It's me, Joey B, for president of the White House. And right now, I'm in the middle of my barnstorming tour. I'm, I'm visiting farms, Jack. Farms. Oh, yes. Smell that country air. Just don't step in it. <laughs> yeah, I'm out here talking to all the great American farmers, like old McDonald and the one in the Dell. Now, here's the deal, folks. Green Acres is a place to be. Farm living is a life for me. Land spreading out so far and wide. Keep Washington, D.C. Just give me that countryside. I'll tell you what, I'd move here if I could, but my wife Jilly hates it. That's because she gets allergic smelling hay. Listen, I got to go, man. It's time to pretend to be a farmer and till the soil. Hey, where's my hoe at? The Sunny Update. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Wake up and smell the future, man. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Crazy Talk brought to you by All Electric Services. Steven touched her buns. <laughs> Thought that it was fun. That hot girl was too young. Was kissing her with his tongue. Ah. 
So I did this a little while ago already. I know I already did this story, but I found out some new findings that we have to talk about. New findings. My mind was blown. Right. So the story was that, you know, second time this year, there's a younger, she's not young now, but a lady came forward saying that when she was 17 and Stephen was 27, lead singer of Aerosmith, Stephen Tyler, that she was sexually assaulted. He pushed her into a phone booth when she went over to ask him about some lyrics. That never happens, but okay. And um, then later on went back to his hotel with him after she says that he already sexually assaulted her because I think every woman goes back to a hotel with someone that already sexually assaulted them. Um, I'm not saying what she's saying isn't true. I'm not trying to be insensitive, but <laughs> 50-something years later, I'm 58. just- 58. She's 58? No, 58 years ago. She's 72. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Whoa. God. Yeah, she's 72. She's gumming her food now, and she's all of a sudden- No, no, she can't be- Oh. Yeah, 58 years ago, so you add that, she's got to be 17 plus 58. 1975 was not 58 years ago. I was born in 76. I'm 47 years old. That was 48 years ago. Okay, 48 plus, plus, uh, how old was she? 16, so 50, 64. Okay. I just don't. So wait, 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 wait. You ready? Okay. (laughs) So then somebody, (laughs) somebody, and I forgot, I looked it up, and I remember hearing about this, and I thought, oh my gosh, I can't believe I didn't say that. Do you remember Steven Tyler got like temporary custody over a young girl? Parents gave him custody of her. I guess because he was dating her, but she was underage, and he, now, I read the story, impregnated her, had her get an abortion, and then gave her back to her parents. Now, wait. What? No way. Now, wait. Okay. Then, Smoke, I looked up the story you told me. So, we're all sitting here off the air, and we're talking about this, and we're like, oh, my God. And Smoke's like, didn't something similar happen with Jerry Seinfeld? So I looked it up. Jerry Seinfeld was dating a 17-year-old when he was 38 years old. Right. So, yeah, that's kind of crazy. But he said he insists that he didn't do anything or be romantic with her or sexual until she turned 18. Yeah, but still, there was creepy moments. Like, that one of her classmates, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> when he was in high school, she was in his same class. And 38-year-old Jerry Seinfeld picked her up from class during the fourth period, and she got to skip Mr. Selinsky's calculus exam. Uh-huh. He said he was on Howard Stern, and he was like, I didn't realize she was so young. This is the only girl I ever went out with who was that young. I wasn't dating her. We just went to a restaurant. That's it. He said a few years later, when they did get romantic. He was defending his decision to have a relationship with someone half of his age. He said, I'm not an idiot. She's a person, not an age. She's extremely bright. She's funny. We get along. And so he was kind of, I mean, you, you could see the interview view if you want to put it up, but that's it. 17 years old and he was 38. I'm just going to say. That yeah. How many songs from the 70s? Ringo Starr, 16 Kiss. Oh, yeah. She's 16. I mean, what about like, the big bopper, Chantilly Lace? Yeah, they're all songs about 16-year-olds. How about, what's that song called, She's Only 17 by Winger? Is yeah. that that one? Yeah, and then yeah. Uh, Sexy and 17, which that's Age of Consent in New Jersey, but uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. But I'm going to go to bed. Yeah, you should. Here's the thing, too. Famous or not famous, I mean, unless you were like, I don't know, Johnny Depp, who's really not that much older than me. I'm trying to think when I was 17, would I have been attracted to anybody that was 38? Well, I mean, well, it's the how fame. Old's it's your not- husband, Harold? He's ten years younger than me. Oh, okay. But it's not. What's the difference between thirty-eight and seventeen? Twenty-something. I mean, you would be twenty-seven, and he'd be seventeen. Oh, we would have never dated back then. It's so my sweet. Wife, my-, my wife was in elementary school when I was on the radio at Miami. No, I know. <laughs> uh, Harold and I. 
have this conversation? So, so, Does she ever say like, oh, I wish I would have met you sooner so yeah, I could yeah. love you longer? And you're and like, I'm that like, would have never worked. Yeah, no, I would have been in prison. <laughs> so I, yeah, I was, I was, I could have pulled up in a van at the elementary school. I would have been arrested, but I was, you know. Yeah, we used to do that before we got married. It was like, oh, I wish, you know, I wish I would have met you sooner so I could love you longer kind of thing. It's like, no, because. I had my Red Rider BB gun or whatever You were it is. in like the sixth grade and that would have never worked. <laughs> It's just different when you have somewhat of a gap there, but hey. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't going to do a Taylor Swift story. This has nothing to do with Travis Kelsey, but I just have oh. to tell you this. Oh, oh. Uh, oh I have, I have, I have, go ahead, because uh, I have something I wanted to ask you on the way to work. I thought of it about this. Okay. Because I, I, I read this story to Rick and I go, I'm not going to do it. I just have to tell you this. And I said it to him and he's like, what? You have to do that. Ready for this? Yeah. There are Taylor Swift fans in Argentina. Um that have camped out in tents for five months. Oh, my God. For a prime spot at her show. They've been camping out since June to get the best seats that they can. Apparently, it's general admission tickets, and they've organized some kind of system with spreadsheets and rotations of people camping out, and then someone else comes in, and then someone else comes in, and they swap out. Why? 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 Why Why would they do this? So they have... Oh, hi, Chandler. They have four tents with around 60 people each, uh, they house people in shifts, and the longer you stay what? in the tent, the more likely you're li- to be first in line, I guess. They said, people are very upset um, with us for camping for some reason. I'm the one who's sleeping on the street, not you, Because and the show is next week. So as of next week, then they won't have to camp there anymore, but I guess since they're GA tickets, they've been doing these like psycho camping so that they can get good seats. Isn't that That's crazy? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I forgot what I wanted to ask you, but I do remember one part of the story that I forget? heard. I, I'm sorry. It was uh, like a second ago. I know. No, no, no. This is when I'm way to work. I thought of that question, but okay. that, never mind. This is just a, so Halloween night. Did you hear about that? What? So Travis goes in the house with in Taylor Swift's home. Mm-hmm. Uh, they put yellow tape around the front door that says "Do not enter." caution and they put a security guard out front to turn the kids away and tell them that they're not home. However, the kids, not stupid, the kids are going, wait a minute, I just saw somebody go by the window and the lights are going on and off. Well, maybe so they were like, they thought they'd get mobbed, so they were no, like, we they, can't do they were, it. They did one want, of her 50 maid staff. Yeah, they did. They they were home. They were home and, and no, somebody No, I know they were home, but do you not They think- ignored the children. Um, they said uh, they are in a neighborhood which doesn't hand out candy. That's not what I heard, but okay. That's what it says here. I'm telling you, man. But can you imagine what I'm saying? Can you imagine the swarm if someone said Travis oh, yeah. and Taylor are here giving out candy? Their house would be mobbed. You'd have That's- to keep the the front gates closed at the driveway and just get a candy catapult or a slingshot or something. We had a couple curmudgeons in our neighborhood, and our neighborhood is known for the trick or treating. And you have these big houses and candy shoots and lines of kids, and everyone's laughing and having a good time. And then you pass the one dark house whose lights are out, and it had the caution tape. Did it, it really? Not home. Is and that like- the thing rich people do? They put caution tape up. Well, most of the rich people in my neighborhood down by the mansions, they participate. That's like a big holiday yeah. in my neighborhood. But every so often, you'd get a curmudgeon, and you just walk by and be like, boo! The ones I did appreciate, though, were the ones that still allowed you to come up to their door and knock on the door like old-fashioned, say, trick-or-treat. Because right. most of them, which I get, have a really long walkway down to the street, so they'd set up a table down there, and they'd be by their stairs handing out candy. But it was, and the people that didn't, it's like, do we knock? Do we not knock? I don't know. Are they home? So you knock on the door and they'd open the door and they're like, hey, trick or treat. And we're like, yay for old school trick or treating. Okay. I remember. (laughs) Somebody was equating uh, the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey thing to uh, Yoko Ono and John Lennon. (gasps) Do you think the team, the Chiefs, do you think they're thinking, 
This is ruining because, you know, he did crappy last week. When she's there, he does really well. When she's not there, he doesn't. He did terrible. And and now there, there's rumors are that we got to get him out off the team. You Him off that, the team? Yeah, because uh, he keeps he's bringing one of the his tight ends. I don't think they're just like Yoko Ono. He keeps yeah. bringing his girlfriend to work. And him and Pat Mahomes are like bosom buddies. Well, you know, Taylor's like, got a different direction. She wants to take the team in. I think it'd be helpful if we just <laughs> switch our uniforms because she's, you know, she's she's a big star. You know, she she knows what looks good, so she's gonna change all her uniforms to this. And um, she's, you know, because she does so much choreography, she's gonna decide our plays now too. Yeah, yeah. It got to the point. It, it was funny though. To, to, to I never thought of that. I, I was like, either. wow, Yoko. And John Lennon, mm. Travis Kelsey, and Taylor Swift. I'm telling you what, though, the NFL loves it because ticket sales are up. Oh yeah. The television station love it because the viewership is up because people are dying to get a, a glimpse of Taylor Swift. But yeah. Why? But if they lose again, you know she's been but, visible for years. My favorite was this past weekend was at the LA Chargers game, and Lance Bass from NSYNC was in the box, and they put the camera on him, and he held up a sign that said "Not Taylor Swift." Oh, that's great. Which was so funny. I didn't I see that. It. I watched that game. I didn't see that. <laughs> All right, so uh, did you hear that there's a, a final beat of, was that Yoko Ono, by the way? Yes, it was. Okay. <laughs> God, her album, I can't. Uh-huh. Um, there's a last Beatles song that they're releasing. Get out of here. Yeah. Don't care, don't care, don't care, don't care, don't care. song. It's called Now and Then. It's from a 1978 cassette tape demo that John Lennon made in his uh, New York City apartment. Do you want to hear some of it? I gave uh, you the whole song. You don't play the whole song. Yoko on it? No. That's not it. All right. Okay, let's hear the real One, two. Here we go. I guess after John Lennon was killed, Yoko gave the tape to the rest of the Beatles, but they had a hard time separating John Lennon's vocals from the piano, so they just like put it away, and they're like, eh, we're not going to deal with this, but uh, Paul and Ringo, I guess, worked on it for like a year, and that's what, that's the result. And they had to scrub this off. (laughs) So bad. (laughs) Something equally as bad. I don't know if you need to see the video to appreciate this. I'll try to do it justice as best as I can. There was an MMA match. This is uh, between a Polish mom oh, yeah. and her son's this. ex-girlfriend. Yep. So apparently the ex-girlfriend broke up with the son. Mm-hmm. Mom wasn't happy about it. She's 50 years old. I think the, the ex-girlfriend's 19. And they decided to go into a ring and have this <laughs> MMA fight. Wait, because the girlfriend broke up with her son? Right. So she thinks by pummeling her, she'll start dating him again? 
I don't know about that, but I, I think it was. It's called Clout MMA, and I, they do these ridiculous. Um, they sponsor these outlandish fights that have that are in similar situations like this. So it could be like a student and a teacher, or you know, it's it's not meant between real fighters. But this 19 year old ex girlfriend has some kind of fighting background. But hmm. in the end, the mom who has years and pounds on her this girl this 19 year old's like a a stick she's mm-hmm. a twig and mom mom's not overweight by any means but the girl the young girl got one punch in and then eventually the mom won with a total knockout wow yes but then when the girl woke up and came to her senses they hugged it out and everything was fine but damn wow knocked her out oh. coming to tlc and pay-per-view the dating show with a twist it's 90 day mma watches these women fight for a man's heart and fight his mother if you want to date my son you gotta go through me only a girl who can stay in the ring with me for 20 minutes is good enough to date my handsome boy watches these women battle this mother for the hand of their true love so what makes you good enough for my son uh well uh i have a good job i'm really not Can you take a left hook? Ah! Fight for him. Fight for my baby. It's all coming up on 90 Day MMA. Don't miss it. I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. (laughs) Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. Ah, right. It's all brought to you by Fair and Fair. The update is brought to you by Fair and Fair. Let's not get that mixed up, okay? Uh, The Biden administration. Here's what's going on. Just to clarify, because I don't think anybody else is going to dissect this for you. I will. I enjoy okay. doing this because uh, somebody has to, and it's just fulfilling for me, which means I have a very sad life, and I live in a garage. <laughs> <laughs> More about that Monday. Oh, no. You'll yeah. be all right. You'll be all right. It's, it'll be worth it in the end. A warning to all you men that got married. <laughs> Your time is coming. We're worth it. Yeah, I see mine coming already. Oh, really? Last night is, what drawer are we going to put the silverware in? Oh, yeah, this is a first. Is this a first for you? No, yeah. I've lived with other women before, but first with this one. So, and she is way, way cooler than you. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm hoping she doesn't realize that anytime soon. <laughs> you better pray. Not until it's too late. So we just say the just about a quarter inch of the talons are in your back already? Or, or is that not? She a, doesn't seem like a talent kind of girl, though. Is right, she? She's already d- no, dictating. no. She's actually very reasonable, but it yeah. really hurts my double standard. <laughs> <laughs> wow, reasonable. I like her. Have you met her yet? No, she, she's, she's super cool. He's kept her from me. Oh, see, I got to meet her at an event one time, and I really liked her. She's elusive, like a rare wild animal. She's and, not on the internet or anything. But you know what's weird is then we hit it off, and we were like, oh, we should get together soon, and then Smoke kept her from me. It's like he doesn't want me to be friends with her. It's weird. You know, well, for, yeah, I can't ever tell you how I act at work. And, for, yeah, and then I invited you guys over one time, and you're like, oh, yeah, we'll totally be there. And then you're like, oh, we can't make it. I'm like, why don't you want me to be friends with her? You know, it's very serial killer-like to <laughs> find somebody that it's elusive and not on the internet anywhere. Or, I know. She doesn't have social media. Yeah, no no tracks. He won't even say her name on the yeah. air. Is she real or is she, no, I've seen her. she is she made out of that, uh, uh, what is it, ballistic <laughs> material? Jill's like, you probably rented that poor girl. <laughs> <laughs> this is my, uh, you're my girlfriend. Is it a my full? My girlfriend. Is it, the, is it the full doll or is it just the torso? <laughs> <laughs> 
She's sweet. She looks paper mache. <laughs> Stands her up by the front window so people think somebody's She's home. just and quiet. She, Don't talk to her. And she really likes him. Oh, like geez. she's like she digs him. You could tell. She doesn't know you yet, does she? No, they've been together for a while. Over a yeah. year, right? No, nah, we, we've, te- we've been together Two for 13 years. years, so. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I Rick's know got a terrible insight into who I am as what, a person. <laughs> what's her name, Cindy? Yeah, Vanessa. Vanessa, you may want to call me up and fill you in. <laughs> it's not her name. I know. No, I know. We all. I think what is when it, you're Tulsi? On- what is it? <laughs> Jacinda. <laughs> Jacinda. No, I think when you're on a morning show together, you know each other way too well. Like, if yeah. I know your poop schedule, we're too close. It's well, who too- doesn't know his poop schedule? The he whole announces build- it. The whole building goes on lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> Red lights go off, smoke alarm. <laughs> well, because if I just, you know... Skip off to run to the bathroom. It's like, where's smokestack? Things are on fire. Well, I see his sneakers in the stall. I turn around and leave. I know. I hear Rick on his phone. Well, I'm going to... Oh, dang it. Do you have more than one bathroom in this new house you're moving into? No, I have a truck tire out back that we're going to use. It's... It's actually quite comfortable. You're not sharing a bathroom is my question. Are you sharing a bathroom? Um, The master bathroom is a little smaller than I'd like, so I've you set up shop master? in the other, other one. Jill just clutched her pearls. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> it's come so far. You know, I've had a... No, you had before. a room at a friend's house. Now you have a whole oh, house. Most recently, I had a whole house before that. Did you really? That you had roommates. When I lived in Davenport? Oh, when you were yeah, a squatter. You had roommates, though. Well, technically, I... They have one now. No, but that's like your significant other. It's different. Yeah, this is your first like domestic uh, relationship with a house and, you know, and a roommate that, you know. <laughs> Benefits. All right. So um, Biden's uh, support in Michigan, which is a key state in the 2024 election and any election, has dropped from 48 percent in the Muslim community down to 17 percent. This is the only reason this is happening. So all of a sudden, out of nowhere yesterday, because remember, he pledged his support to Netanyahu and Mm -hmm. go Israel, do what you have to do, get Hamas out of there, bring the raid and spray it, you know, do whatever you have to do, do it. We're behind you. Then all of a sudden, we're not behind you that much. Why? Because it's all about money and power. So with this drop in his support from the Muslims in Michigan, because he can't lose that state, a whole new narrative has come out. You can hear it. It rings in the hallways because it's on the media. He's out there and they dressed up Kamala Harris to look presidential behind a desk that looks similarly like the Oval Office. Why do they always dress him in like duty brown? She's got this ugly ass blazer on. You're the vice president. Why can't you wear better stuff? Remember, this week alone, they've put around 60 minutes with a fluff piece, which was really an infomercial. It was, it was like QVC. And they had Kamala Harris on the table there, you know, and then the guy would come out and this is Kamala Harris. You can mm-hmm. have her your home for anyway. So Biden administration is out there with this new message. They're exploring the possibility, which means they're already going to do it. They're going to pressure Netanyahu for a remember, it's not a ceasefire. It's a humanitarian pause. Oh. Uh, what's the difference? Nothing. So, yeah, the White House Security Council spokes to him in his title. John Kirby, that pencil neck, did a press briefing on it. Says we're going to have a humanitarian pause. But what was more more remarkable is they sent Kamala Harris out there. They're using her now, but they, mm-hmm. they gave her, you could see it in her face, they gave her strict rules. No cackling. We don't want you laughing about anything. Don't say stupid things about coconuts. You think you just fell out of a coconut tree? <laughs> no crusty the clown antics. Can't with you her. read what's on the teleprompter and you shut up. You know why? Because Joe's going bye-bye in just a few weeks. I give it another two months. I'm serious. I'm not kidding. So yesterday, 
Kamala Harris and Biden with a slap in the face to all Jews around the world. Here it is. Muslims in America and those perceived to be Muslim have endured a disproportionate number of hate-fueled attacks. Prove it. There was an attack where they killed that six-year-old in Illinois. That's the only story I know of. I looked around. I was like, where's all these attacks? Where's all these attacks? No. Now, look around at Jewish people. What's going on there? It's every day, every university around the world calling for the extermination of a race of people. Oh, no, but she's got to focus on the on the Muslims. Gee, I wonder why. Michigan, maybe? As a result of the Hamas terrorist attack in Israel and the humanitarian crisis in Gaza, we have seen an uptick in anti-Palestinian, anti-Arab, anti-Semitic, and Islamophobic incidents. No, no. The uptick is with Jewish people. I wouldn't call it a tick. I think it's a massive, sick, horrendous message that a lot of people in these universities are sending because they've been indoctrinated by people who hate the Jews Mm. and they come out with their signs and they say from the river to the sea and whether they know what they're talking about or not, it's a call to exterminate human beings, a certain class of human beings from the earth, much like the terrorists Hamas want to do. But go ahead, Kamala. Today, I am proud to announce the Biden-Harris administration will develop our nation's first national strategy to counter Islamophobia. This strategy will be a comprehensive and detailed plan to protect Muslims and those perceived to be Muslim from hate, bigotry, and violence. Could you imagine being Jewish right now? I'll give you a little insight on that in just about another seven seconds. Let's finish this off. And to address the concern that some government policies may discriminate against Muslims. For example, the so-called Muslim ban, which President Biden revoked on our first day in office. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Yeah, and Kamala, while you're out there, you're going to take a little dig at Trump. Well, it's not Trump, because uh, funny thing is, the guy who's really running this country, Barack Obama, is the first one that started. It wasn't a Muslim ban. It's never been a Muslim ban. It's never been called that. But this is like, don't say gay. Mm. The bill's not called, don't say gay. And there wasn't a Muslim ban. For a short period of time, George W. Bush and Barack Obama pointed out some countries that were dangerous to the U.S., And they banned those countries, not people, not a religion, not an ethnic group. They banned those countries from flying into the U.S. for a short time. And that's what she's calling a Muslim ban. It was never that. Now, this is Mayim Bialik. You know her. Yes, she's from Big Bang Theory, Blossom. She's hosting Jeopardy. and This struck me because this is probably the best description of what it's like to be Jewish right now. Imagine if there was a massacre of an ethnic group or a religious group, um, the equivalent of 50,000 Americans. And imagine if what happened after that was that all over the world, there were marches of tens of thousands of people calling for further massacre. It's unimaginable, and that's what it feels like right now as a Jewish person. No matter... If you know the history of the establishment of the state of Israel, no matter if you know the history of the Jewish experience for thousands of years, including the history before Islam, there has not been an experience in my lifetime that has prepared me for this. 
I can't imagine every anybody being prepared for what we're seeing right now. It is it is shameful. It's an embarrassment to our country, and it's an embarrassment to all Western nations across the world what they're doing. How how after the Holocaust? How can anybody anybody ever say what they're saying on campuses? And not only campuses. There's corporations. There's there's, there's politicians obviously that are siding with a terrorist group that put a baby in an oven and baked it. I, I hate to be that graphic, but you got to know what's going on. I know. They're not telling you this stuff. If you watch ABC News, I mean, that's the sad part. Most people get their news from these three networks. They're not telling you what's really happening. Yeah, it's true. It's like I've been listening and watching a lot lately just to see what pops up. And I'm amazed. I'm like, you didn't touch this or this or this, but you're going to talk about this? Yep. Two I- things happened this week that the news didn't even mention. One of the officials in Hamas who lives in Qatar in a very fancy house and dictates what Hamas does in the Gaza Strip from there in a nice suit, beautiful Ferrari. Nice and safe. Nice and safe. Said that, uh, look, Hamas didn't build these 500 miles of tunnel for the civilians, the Palestinians. We built them for us to protect us from the Israelis because we're going to attack them. Then the other official from Hamas says, we're not going to stop. October 7th wasn't the last time. We're going to do it over and over and over and over again. He said it in English so everybody could understand they're not going to stop. Okay? Now, we have the President of the United States telling Netanyahu, he's the guy, Prime Minister of Israel, telling him, uh, you, you should back off. You kidding me? Mm-hmm. Huh? Now, the reason I think this is the meeting they had on Monday is because you heard Kamala. You know what the president just said. You can hear it all around. We need a pause for humanitarian aid. By the way, that humanitarian aid, the first hundred million we gave him, nobody knows where it went. I know where it went. Hamas. Weapons for Hamas. So anyway, Miguel, he's one of my favorites, remember? Miguel Armador? Yeah. I want to say, what's his name? On Fuego. Um... What are you talking about? Uh, the guy from Birdcage. Oh, Agador Spartacus. Yeah, Agador I always think Spartacus. of Agador Spartacus. Miguel Armiger from NBC News. He's the one who was mixed up with the Pelosi thing. And, yes. And he told got the truth trouble. and got in trouble. Well, he's back. He's back on the news. Remember, they shoved him off to do weather for a while. Oh, yeah. He had to go He had to go to re-concentration camp. Yeah, they had to re-educate him, and they sent him to the Hawaii store. Yeah, you go down there and talk about those fires down there that are suspicious, all right? Don't say anything stupid or you're done. So anyway, he's back, and he's talking about what we just talked about, about this humanitarian pause. U.S. officials warn of a significant increase in threats against Jewish and Muslim communities nationwide. For our democracy to function, we must all be protected in our right to live free from hate-fueled violence and the threat of violence. Wait a minute. Isn't that our favorite? That's Merrick Garland. He's got a neck like a uh. pencil, too. Merrick Garland. Yeah, he's talking about it. We have to live. We have to live. Just like you investigated the bombing for that pro-life pregnancy center in Buffalo, the one that you didn't investigate that one. Like, Mm. I mean, we should be free of that kind of hatred, that kind of violence. Okay, Merrick, we're going to listen to you. It comes amid growing concern over violence and safety at universities across the country. It's heartbreaking. I don't feel safe on campus. Known for its history rooted in demonstration, tonight it's leadership at the University of California making headlines after the university president issued a statement calling the Hamas attack an act of terrorism. A group of 300 faculty members demanded school officials retract its 
charges of terrorism to uplift the Palestinian freedom struggle. Now, you got to understand, these are the same people that always talk about microaggressions and that some speech is hate speech and should be banned. Mm-hmm. But now all of a sudden they're like, no, speech free, freedom of speech. We can, no, we can say that. Mm-hmm. We, can say, we could say from the river to the sea and, and exterminate the Jews. We can do that, right? It's freedom of speech. That's right. Funny how that changes. Totally right. The language totally changes. It means Mm -hmm. something completely different. But Monday, UC Regent Jay Serez, who's also vice chairman of United Talent Agency, called the counter letter appalling and repugnant, adding it seeks to legitimize and defend the horrific savagery of the Hamas massacre. Do you remember, I don't know if you guys remember, you probably don't, but uh, it was about a year ago at a whole university in Oregon, I think it was, shut down the entire university because some girl went into a bathroom and saw a swastika on one of the bathroom stalls yeah. and the entire university shut down. Yeah. Now we got hundreds of students outside calling for the massacre of Jews and nobody's flinching? Nothing? Yeah, what what is that? Like, if that's your standard, yeah. how, how has that just been dropped? Mm-hmm. Dude, I don't know. Here's uh, something else you might not remember. I barely remember. Sam Bankman Freed. Yeah, Ooh, I remember. the FTX crypto guy. Tell everybody what he did. Uh, he basically took a lot of crypto money that people had invested and then used that to invest in his other company and then just blew all the money. So it was a pyramid scheme. It was a Ponzi scheme. Yeah, it was very much a Bernie Madoff, but younger and more of a douche. So he went to... <laughs> he does look like a douche, doesn't he? Did he go to the... Uh, did he go to court? He went to court, right? Oh, yeah. He's been going to court. His weird little girlfriend's been going to court. Oh, remember? He, yeah, she was the accountant. Yep. She was in charge of Alameda Holdings, his other company that he was funneling all the FTX money into. Oh. And then she was blowing it willy-nilly. Like, it was real, real bad. I mean, you're talking everything from, like, tie hookers to buying politicians. It's all over the place. He's one of the major donors for the uh, Democratic, Democratic Party. Party. He was number two, by the way. Tom Brady, who else was invested? Oh, a lot oh, of people. A bunch of celebrities, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, they he, almost renamed a stadium after it. They did? Yep. Well, he was uh, he was found guilty on all seven counts. Mm. Fraud, securities fraud, money laundering. Big time. Wow. So he's going away. For, you think he's going away for a long time or no? Oh, yeah. I mean, well, he's also probably got a lot of money for lawyers, but it's probably not even his. Dude, $8 billion. Wow. It's not government $8 billion. It's people's $8 billion yep. is gone. Mm-hmm. Gone. Not wild. That's insane. He's facing 110 years in prison. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. He'll spend the rest of his life in jail. Is Bernie Madoff still alive? I think so. Here's another lady made out with some money. Chicago-based Conagra Brands. Oh, ConAgra. ConAgra is paying $7.1 million to a Pennsylvania woman who was badly injured in 2017 when a can of commercial brand cooking spray ignited in the kitchen (gasps) at her workplace and set her aflame. What? Verdict came two days ago in favor of Tammy Reese of Shippensburg, Pennsylvania. She's the first of numerous other cases from burn victims across the country with similar stories citing accidents that occurred with the ConAgra-made cooking spray brands. You might want to check if you have that on the counter. Uh, don't leave it close. Where, how did it happen? She left it close to something? I don't know. The the one that um, I know I have, I'm going to get rid of, is Pam. Yeah, no, Pam. Yeah, not. apparently that's just not oil. Now, Reese was working at a social club kitchen in May 2017 when suddenly and without warning, a can of swell cooking spray exploded into a fireball. Damn. Causing burns and injuries. How does it just explode? 
Was it near a flame and got hot? Was it pressure? I don't don't know. know. I want to look that up. You could buy. I have the canister. They come in like two packs, and it's like a self-pump canister that you pour your own oil into, and then you pump it, and then you spray it. So if you want the spray oil, I know, but I'm saying that's a safe way to do it versus. By the way, Bernie Madoff died in 2021. Oh, okay. Okay. We're in the middle of a pandemic at that time. Nobody's paid attention. Um... This is pretty cool. It is in Italy, but I'm sure it's going to happen here. A mom in Italy had it. Her two sons, 40 and 42, were living in her home, eating her food, laying on the couch, playing video games all day, wouldn't leave. Haven't left. Easy bums. Neither of them, uh, they had held jobs briefly, but then came home and have been just laying there ever since. 40 and 42. She usually, had I can, uh, usually the Italian moms are like, oh, come here, honey. Come stay here. Right? It's your bedroom. I got it ready for you. Well, she's 75 years old, still living in northern Italy, and she has had it. Really? She went to a judge, got the eviction notice. It was approved. She evicted both of them. Really? Yeah. Got them. The judge said, she's obligated to you to your 18 and no longer. I could see if they were working and they were helping mom out and mom's older and we're going to stay here and help take care of mom and we're going to support, you know, and they're going to a job every day, but just sitting there. Yeah, just playing video games, and laying on the couch. How old? 40, 40 and 41. 42. Come Damn. on. What, what are you doing? I don't know, man. Mm. And finally, uh, birds are racist. What? Or the what? people that name the birds are racist. I don't know. Wait a second. Oh, have you not heard? It was my understanding that everyone had heard. Heard what? Brian, don't! More than 100 bird species are about to be renamed because of their names. They've been deemed offensive, exclusionary, and racist. Gutfeld has more. People, places, things, and words. Now there's even racist birds. It's true as wokeness never truly ends. They change the names of our feathered friends. The American Ornithological <laughs> Society plans to remove all bird names derived from a person in an attempt to make bird watching more inclusive. Because that's what keeps black, brown, and trans people from looking at creatures with beaks. It's their <laughs> names. And not that bird watching is about as exciting as waxing Joy Behar's chin hair. Oh. <laughs> Yikes. Sorry. But according to these wokesters, dozens of famous birds have names clouded by racism, misogyny, and genocide. For example, the Audubon Shearwater will no longer be linked to Audubon Society founder James Audubon because the dude owns slaves. Well, with that standard, how about all the black folks whose last names are Washington, Monroe, or even Jefferson? Should they change their names? Thank God Sherman Hemsley isn't alive to see this. (laughs) I miss Wheezy, too. The name changes will initially focus on 80 species. So having got bored with schools and streets and monuments, now it's birds. Wow. I just can't get over that. Like, what? Leave the birds alone. Is that is that a big issue? That's super pressing. Well, there's almost as bad as Booty Juice's racist highways. Right? There's some bad names out there. We are the American Ornithological Society, and we are changing the names of birds named after people. 
In addition, we are trying to find safe-for-work names of birds like the blue-footed booby, the dixicel, the great tit, or the rough-faced shag. So if you're bird-watching with your grandmother, you don't have to hear her say, Oh, it's a horned screamer. People can't tell if you're a bird expert or a total creep when you mention the woodcock, Andean cock of the rock, Himalayan snowcock, titmouse, bush tit, or fluffy-backed titbabbler. We are searching for new names for these animals so you can finally birdwatch in peace without your teenage son's incessant giggling. The Sunny Update. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. Brought to you by uh, All Electric Services. If it wasn't for people writing in to complain without fail, we wouldn't have Rick Stacy's hate mail. Breaking hate mail. Breaking hate mail. Here we go. This is to the morning show. It's a voicemail was left. <clears throat> Comes oh from Nassim. Dick and the rest of your racist team just continue to spew dumb propaganda about Palestinians because they're ignorant and don't know blank about history. Horrible morning show. Horrible racist hosts. They should think about bringing in a Palestinian person to completely educate them for once. Okay, why don't you come in, buddy? It's a girl, I think. You're the doctor. Tell me. (laughs) You're going to start with the parking lot again? Meet me in the parking lot. (laughs) So so by you saying you don't think all Jews should die and be exterminated, that makes you racist and uneducated? Racist and uneducated, yes. Right. All right. Just want to make sure you get that straight. Hey, uh, who do you think, without looking at the list... Look away. I don't <laughs> even just, see a list. Rick just had a panic. He was like, I got what? Who do you think is the highest paid dead celebrity? Elvis. That was my guess. Elvis. My guess was Elvis. Uh, we were wrong, by the way. Smoke, any guesses? Um, oh, Taco. Who? S- putting on the Ritz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's right up there with Juice Newton. I know that she's still alive. And she? Men Without Hats. Um, I might say... Uh... It's kind of tough. Okay, it's Bob Dylan. No. No. Oh, is um, he dead? I don't think so. Yeah, he, is Bob Dylan dead? Yes. Okay. I think so. So Elvis you got Pres- me thinking. Wait, hold on. Go ahead. Go ahead. We didn't. Both work and I guessed Elvis. That's wrong. Ooh, it's uh, not but bad. he did. He still earns. Um, let's see. He's number two on the list. Elvis with 110 million dollars. Oh, he's still alive. I'm sorry, Bob. Ray Manzarek, who's the keyboardist for the Doors. Uh, 45 million. Doctor, Wait, what? Doc, yeah, the keyboardist for the doors is still alive. Didn't I see that. Apparently, made a lot, makes a lot of money. Coming. Dr. What? Seuss came in fourth with 40 million. Oh. Charles Schultz, which is the creator of you know Peanuts and Charlie Brown, oh, yeah, tied with Prince and Whitney Houston for 30 million. Number. <gasps> Prince was going to be my next guess. Yeah. Number one highest paid dead celebrity, earning 115 million dollars a year while he's dead. It goes to his family. Would be Michael Jackson. Wow. I don't read nice things about his family. No, it, it, that kind of, that whole Did, inheritance thing kind of took a turn into Uglyville when even, he died. Even before that, didn't Jermaine come out with like a whole diss album about him? I don't remember. I know that Jill told me that horrifying story about Michael Jackson. Was you told me no, yesterday? I, I heard it from Joe Rogan. I was listening uh, to the Joe Rogan it? podcast where Joe Rogan said that Michael Jackson's parents had him chemically castrated when he was younger to keep his voice so high so he can continue to sing at that level with the Jackson 5 because that was what was making them money. And Michael Jackson was the youngest, obviously. He was the star. You know, when you think about him, you listen to his voice, 
Sounds possible. Well, somebody wrote me the other day and they said, well, then how did he father three kids? It didn't necessarily have to be his sperm. Oh, that's true. You know, I mean, he could... That, that could have, that's, there's ways around what are his, that. His kids' names are like Tablecloth, uh, China Cabinet. What else? I think it's... Um, Pottery. I forget. Plasma, Pit. Wednesday. What Bl- is- blanket is one blanket, of them. Blanket, that's right. And then, some household item. Um, blanket. Paris, is that the girl's name? That's a nice name. Yeah, yeah it is. Paris Prince and BG is Blanket's real name, B-I-G-I. Oh, okay. That's not bad. Oh, Par- yeah. I like Paris Plain. What is it? She Paris and Prince. Paris is beautiful. Have you seen her? No. She's like yeah, a she's very pretty. Supermodel. Well, that's Lisa Marie. No, Lisa Marie is Elvis. No. no who, who did Michael Jackson have the kid with? With that, with that, uh, with that woman. What's her name? God. Yeah. But that's was, that's what I'm saying. She was Look a truck at Paris driver, Jackson. wasn't she? Paris she Jackson, Prince. Driver. None of the only one that remotely looks like Michael is the youngest one. But if that story is true that we heard on Joe Rogan, then none of these biologically are his. Well, couldn't they really? I mean, if you're chemically, what was it that he got done? Chemically. Can you have children if you're chemically castrated? Maybe they I don't think froze so. his genetic material. Oh, maybe they did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, but at a young like age, a little... how do you produce that? He was really young and you have to produce. How young? I don't know. I, I don't know. I didn't get the details from Joe yeah. Rogan. You want me to text him? Oh, yeah. Look at this. Jermaine Jackson did do a diss track against Michael called Word to the Bad. Ooh. 1991. Wow, yeah, he was upset. Tired of being second fiddle. Well, you just don't have that kind of talent. Sorry. Jermaine Jackson. What was the name of that song? Word uh, is out. Word to the bad. Word, no, no. The the song that he had a minor hit with. The only one, Jermaine Jackson. Oh, Let's Get Serious. Wasn't that his? Let's get serious. Dun, dun. Let's get serious and fall in love. Da, 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 da. Wow, that was really good. Thank you. Should do that for a living. Hey, um, most Americans think that the holiday season starts too early. Damn right, it's ridiculous. Not, not for Jill, dude. Holiday it used to be Thanksgiving, and then the Christmas commercial would start. Halloween ended at midnight. Twelve oh one. Bam. Yeah. Target. Bam. Because, Walmart. Dan. Because Christmas is a season. Thanksgiving is a day, and your turkey tastes the same with the tree up. By the way. <sighs> but yeah, most. Yeah, of, but what about my corn and my cornucopia and my. You Rustic can have that out. fall decorations, like my haystack. <laughs> it says some here, uh, some people experience what's called Christmas fatigue, but then it goes on to say it's not because of the decorations in your home or the Christmas music on the radio or the Christmas commercials. You experience Christmas fatigue, according to this, because of the pressure you feel to spend money during mm. the holidays. So it's the, oh, so-and-so. We talked about it earlier. The average American goes to 10 holiday events between now and the end of the year. Ooh, ain't nobody got a time for that. People no, aren't, unless you're that. showing up empty-handed, you're probably bringing something. It costs Mm-mm. money if you're if you're invited to any kind of gift exchange, even if it's below 20 bucks or what have you, mm. you know? I'm getting a deck of cards? gift cards. That's 20, awesome. Twenty dollar gift card. So if you if you're if I like you better than another person, I'll I'll count out a hundred. You know of, what? That's the other controversy during the holiday season is is a gift card too impersonal when you give a gift to somebody. I say no. I love shopping with other people's money. Gift there cards go, are yeah. genius. Absolutely, I'm with Jill on that one. It depends on where it's to, though. 
Look, I got you fifty dollars at the Wig no, Mart. I'm doing, I'm doing <laughs> the American Express. Do American gift card. Express gift, exactly. Absolutely. Those are epic. They're they're great because you can spend them anywhere. We're doing. My brother and his family are going on vacation right before Christmas, and that's their gift. Gift there cards. You go. Go I love it. Here Getting you go. go. Spend it wherever you want. You want to buy something? You want to go out to eat? You want to do the thing? That's Here right. you go. Merry Getting Christmas. a whole deck of them. <laughs> yep. You got me cash. Well, that's right. You can go out and get yourself whatever you want. No good. Are you my uncle? Hey, come on, it's $182 there. I don't think that's anything to sneeze at. Us Italians, we love cash. Yeah. We give cash for everything. I, I, so give my wife, I give my wife a box of cash one See? Christmas or birthday. You wrapped it up, though. You made no, it, it real Christmas, fun. No, it was Christmas, I think. Yeah, I gave her a box of cash. She liked it. If I have the means, mm-hmm. I don't always, but if I have the means, I'll make it like super fun. Right. I'll wrap, I, for my husband one year, I wrapped three different boxes and they had three different presents inside of them. Mm-hmm. Not the physical presents, like there were, one was a, his new recliner for the living room, one was new golf clubs, and I forget what the other one was. And I wrap them and he opens it and I said, now you can keep that. You did that? Uh-huh. That's cool. Or give that up for what's in this box. Ooh. Did he win or... Did you he, make, let's make a holiday deal? I did. It's yeah, so I like, much fun. I like that. Sounds That's like what fun, we would yeah. do. So he he chose the chair, and so we got the new recliner. He kept the, the first box. The fir- no, I think the first set, the first thing he opened wound up being the golf clubs. Right. And then he was like, you know, your curiosity gets the best of you, and you're like, I'm gonna open all of them. I'll just deal with the last one. So yeah. I, he, I said, do you want to keep the golf clubs or do you want to open this box? He's like, well, now I have to know. So then he opened the other one. I can't remember what the third thing was. So how I think did it was you a vacation it? somewhere, huh? Did you come out with one of those little skinny microphones? No, I did. Jill, <laughs> come on down. <laughs> Let's pick your gift on the Jill Show. Monty Hall, <laughs> bring the first box down. Meryl Cheryl is here with the other box. Don't forget to close the lid on the toilet. Now, if you really <laughs> want to be the hero and you have the means, I only had the means once, and I think it was for my mother's 70th birthday, is you have them open all of them, and then you say you're getting all three. Ooh. If you can do it, it depends on the. We did that one year with my mom, and it was like an Apple Watch and iPad, and I forget what else. Um, but it was a big birthday; it was a 70th birthday, so we all kind of chipped in for all of it. But if you if you do have the means, mm-hmm. and you can make the gift smaller, they don't need to be big extravagant. But things. you don't tell that out front. You you want no, them to have no no no. You want them to no. You yeah, want the stress, right? Right. Yeah. That's, <laughs> exactly. a, that's the fun. Yeah. That's the best part. Okay. Um, Uber and Lyft had to agree. Are you ready for this? Because uh, do you know anyone that used to be an Uber driver or a Lyft driver? Yeah, I, got, I, I know a guy who just quit. Yeah. Okay, so they had to pay three hundred and twenty-eight million because they were withholding money from their drivers. Oh. And and wow. I don't know if you've ever been an Uber or a Lyft driver, but I mean, granted, you're driving around, but you don't get the whole amount of money. So like, if someone has to pay sixty five dollars for the ride, that sixty five dollars don't go to you. You get a percentage of that, right? What percentage? So the reason for the deal is both. I don't know what percentage. I think it's low. Um, both companies didn't provide drivers with paid sick leave as required. This is in New York um, by New York law. And Uber misrepresented deductions in drivers' pay, taking money from drivers that should have been paid by the customers. Uh, so, in other words, let's say there was a fee that had to go to the company. Instead of charging the customer for that fee, they were taking it out of what the driver was going to get paid. So, the companies also agreed to do an earnings floor for drivers, guaranteeing that the drivers will get a minimum rate, while drivers outside of New York City will get a minimum of $26 per hour. That's all they get? Same thing. Is that the mm. way taxi drivers get paid? No, taxi drivers have a meter. 
No, no, no. But no, well, Uber is. Uber yeah, doesn't I, have a meter. It's a, it's, but it's, I'm saying, do they get the same amount of money? Because it seems like that doesn't seem like very good. I thought they were making some money. No, I, mean, I know people that used to drive Uber. And it, let's say you drive from, a lot of them will drive further and then pick up rides on the way back because mm-hmm. it's you get more money. And sometimes if you do, uh, you could do delivery with Uber too. So like, say you go, hey, I have, a, I have a pickup at Best Buy and it's 12 deliveries. Almost like you're an Amazon driver. Mm-hmm. You can do that with Uber too. And the money is usually a little bit higher. But let's say uh, the Uber ride for someone is going to be 35 bucks. You don't get that 35 bucks. You might get six. Oh, I That's thought they all? got the small percentage and you got the majority yeah. of it. Because you're doing all the work. You're picking up. It's your car. You're doing the maintenance. You get the gas. No, he's right. No, what it's a the, scam. It's the same way with personal shoppers. Remember during what? the pandemic when you did like Instacart and shipped? You'll get an order and the order could be, I mean, granted, you don't get a percentage of what the price is, but let's say it's a big order and you, the, you've you been shopping for an hour you might make 13 bucks off of that. It's really off of all the tips. And you got to hope somebody's nice enough to go here. I'll, I'll tip you 20 bucks. Wow. Dude. I didn't know that. You really, I, didn't I mean, know no, that you have, to, hus- you have to hustle for both of those. No, I know, but I thought they got the the, the major part of the money. I didn't mm. know they, I thought they were playing a 15, 20% fee to the uh, company. The people that I know Jerks. that used to drive, unless the, you know, unless what they were wrong. But that's, off. I know. that's sad. Um, and this weekend, daylight saving time is Ugh. coming to an end. We are going to be falling back an hour. Um, do you ever remember? I mean, everything now kind of Wait, changes itself. I mean, itself. I get an extra one? Yeah. Okay. So everything now kind of changes itself. You know, your phone, your Apple Watch, but then you still have to worry about, don't forget about the microwave, your clock in your car, mm. the stove. Well, my car changes automatically. So does yours, yeah. Oh, my new one does. Because my Jeep, when I had my Jeep, I didn't have like all the high techy big screen stuff inside right. of it. M- my time was only correct twice a year. It was like half the year it was right, and then because the I couldn't figure out how to change the time. Oh no, me is I won't get on the ladder. It's a big clock all way up in the near the ceiling. What? So, yes, yeah, so it's going to be right again for the first time in six months. You know, or in eight the glove months. box when you get a car, they'll have a thing called an owner's manual, and it, inside there it'll actually tell you how to operate the car. Uh, ugh, reading. <laughs> <laughs> Hello there, I'm Doc Brown. I have detected a rift in the space-time continuum. To fix it, Sunday morning at exactly 0200 hours, every single clock will need to be reset one hour in the past. Everyone will experience time travel without the need of a flux capacitor. Think of it, a chance to right all the wrongs you did in the previous hour, but you'll probably just use it to get an extra hour of sleep. I know what you're thinking. Doc, if we go to the past, how will we ever return to our own time? Don't worry. Just wait an hour, and you will be back to the future. Wow. I didn't know Bernie Sanders was in that movie. I know. Crazy, right? (laughs) Crazy talk. You stupid idiot, smarty pants, stupid, stupid idiot. Stupid news with Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Okay. Now, do you remember the story we told you about this woman that found out that her husband, really, they didn't get married. They got common law married. Okay. You know what I mean? They were with each other that long. Right. Found out that her husband was the winner, or actually the inheritor, of $30 million. I do. Immediately, she put together a plan to poison him, and she killed him, right? Right. It gets better. I didn't you know this. You have an this. update? Yay! There's an update. I didn't think there would be an update. I thought that was the end of the story, and uh, goodbye. Turns out, the story of the North Dakota woman who fatally poisoned her boyfriend when he said he was going to leave her after he picked up his $30 million inheritance check actually got worse. 
Stephen Edward Riley Jr., 51, who was under the impression he was just about to get a check for $30 million, got scammed online. He was not going to win squat. <gasps> oh! Oh! So she didn't realize it was $30 million from a Nigerian prince on email? Right. <laughs> Stephen Edward Riley Jr., 51, who was under the impression he was going to get $30 million payout. Oh! Not only is dead, but... He wasn't going to get the money. According to Stephen's son, 21-year-old Ryan Riley, the couple had fallen victim to an online scam. According to Ryan, his dad had received an email from a person who claimed to be a lawyer for an unknown distant relative (laughs) and planned to meet Steve at the airport (laughs) to hand over the cash. How stupid are you? And she's probably going, I killed him for nothing. Yep. Oh, she's going to prison for the rest of her life. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Got (laughs) him. Wow. Can't pay for that. Jeez. That's a bad day for old, what's her name? <laughs> it's a bad day for both of them. But Dia Canoyer, 47, killed him, and there was never any money coming. Her son said, or his son says that she's been leeching off him anyway their whole lives. So. Yeah. Wow. <sighs> Japanese woman, speaking of uh, leeching off people, Maya Watanabe, a uh, young self- Maya Watanabe. Okay, whatever. Ooh, does okay, it, fancy. Does it really matter? <laughs> Leo Watanabe. Is that right? I just no. want to make sure I'm getting it What'd right. What would you say, Watanabe? Don't want to upset you. <laughs> I'm just trying to make sure you're accurate. Just put the script down, Wendy. I'm not going to hurt you. So we don't have to do another impromptu hate mail. Yeah, you know someone will write in, hey, stupid, that's not how you say it. Mia Watanabe. Is that right? Yeah. The young, self-proclaimed dating scammer from Neg... Nagoya, is that right? Nagoya, yeah. Nagoya, Japan, was arrested for selling how to how to guides on defrauding sugar daddies through paid dating. In other words, hooker. Twenty five year old <laughs> Watanabe, or what whatever he said, was arrested in August for selling a number of dating scam manuals to her social media followers, featuring titles like Textbook for Sugar Babies, The huh. Right Profile and Magic Words to Make Men Pay. <laughs> words, it's more pictures. These books went into great detail about the right way to approach vulnerable middle-aged men with lots of money and get as much money from them as possible. Really? According to sources from the Naka Police Department, she started selling her scamming manuals last year for prices between $67 and $134 with private lessons available for an additional fee. Sounds like dudes aren't the only ones she's scamming. Mm. She's been arrested. Really? Well, she can't do that there. No, it's weird. They have weird stuff in Japan. Like, you can buy used underwear at the vending machine, but don't you scam people out of their money. Make sure they know that there's a set price for your hooking. (sighs) This next story, I don't think I'm going to read it. It's going to bore Jill. I'll I'll pay attention. Go ahead. Try me. Let's see. I really don't care either way. Oh, okay. No, it's a smoke smoke and stein story. Is it AI or cryptocurrency? No, no, it's space, rocks, and stuff. Here we go. Oh, is it the Kilanova? Explosion? No, it's not the killing. Is oh. it, this is different. Some 4.5 billion years ago. Ow! <sighs> My brain just had hurt. 4.5 billion years ago or, or so, scientists believe something big smacked into the earth and knocked it ass over tea kettle. That's a scientific term. I don't expect people to understand that, but the result was a bunch of debris hurled into space, swirling around until it formed the moon. Again, my brain. It's hurtling toward the moon? No, it created the moon. Oh, it created the it moon. It hit the earth. The debris that oh. came off that explosion went back into space and orbited 
the Earth until it became the moon. Oh, so the moon is really just a bunch Earth of Earth debris? That's what this is saying. Huh. 4.5 billion years ago. Of the big object thought to be the size of Mars and named Thea, nothing much was left. Or so we thought. Researchers from China, the U.S., and the U.K. have uncovered evidence that chunks of Thea ended up inside the moon. And evidence also now suggests that chunks of Thea ended up inside the Earth. If that's the case, the giant impact hypothesis could solve a mystery that has bothered scientists for more than a decade. The presence of dense, continent-sized blobs of material buried deep under the Earth's mantle, some 2,900 miles down. Our findings challenge the traditional notion that the giant impact led to the homogenization of the early Earth, in other words, killing just about everything. Instead of the moon forming giant impact, instead of the moon forming giant impact appears to be the origin of the Earth's mantle, it goes on to say that this is what took out the dinosaurs and everything that lived on the Earth. And it was years, it was a decade before anything could grow again. Dude. Well, I told you the, I said to the, this to you off the air, the Kilanova space explosion they're talking about that could end life on Earth for a thousand years. Is that coming? It's like a... They, it's a supernova? Yeah, well, they found out that um, it's like a, a, a neuron star merger that could occur within 36 light years of Earth and it will result in a bunch of radiation basically raining upon the Earth causing everybody to die. They said it would be an extinction level event. And yeah. it'll decimate the whole ozone layer, which would take about a thousand years to come back. Because that's the thing with, like, the supernova is usually the birth or death of a star. But when you have two collide like that, mm-hmm. it's, no matter how, you can be a ways out and still get your face melted. Yeah, but it's going to take billions of light years for that to get you know, here. No, 36. Oh, 36 light years. Because I'm sure that's moving at the speed of light or some somewhere close to that. 36, so, yeah. So the speed of light is how many years? I mean, how much? Well, a light year is the speed of light constantly for a whole year. Right, so we got a little time to pack, right? <laughs> so, 36 years. Oh, where are you yeah. going? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but what's amazing to me is you read something like this and that, that something the size of Mars mm-hmm. hit the Earth and we're worried about a degree and a half Celsius of global warming. Isn't that funny? <laughs> and, and, and the Earth got hit. The junk from the Earth formed the, the moon, moon. And yet, we're going to destroy our entire lives. With oval. plastic bags. <laughs> Are we that self-centered? We're so stupid. You just want to interview a dinosaur. <laughs> right. And if you look around now, do you see any, Do you see the Earth? It's still here. It's fine. Yeah. got hit by Mars. Uh-huh. And thriving. Right. <laughs> yeah, all the dinosaurs are like, um, I mean, you're worried about it being hot out? Do you think there was a campaign back then for, I don't know, planet change? Nope. Yeah, all the T-Rexes didn't get invited because they couldn't hold the picket signs. Rick <laughs> <laughs> Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Sunny FM. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Top five. Top five all time. Now it's the Friday Top Five on the Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. And now, live from the Hyatt Regency on I-4 in Altamonte Springs, <laughs> it's Rick, Jill, and Smokestack and the Friday Top Five. Five big ones to number one as the countdown rolls on. Broadcasting from the Boom Boom Room, (laughs) here we are. The topic today, Jill? Songs having to do with time. Because on Sunday, we, what do we do? You fall back an hour. Ah. Just fall back. Wait, is that, I get to sleep more? Yeah, one hour. Nice. Nice. You're going to be moving to your new uh, estate, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, let's call it an estate. I like that. (laughs) Well, compared to where you've been living. 
makes me sound swanky. All right, let's start the countdown with Smoke in honor of his move this weekend with the top five. Here's his number five song, songs having to do with time. The more I try to hide my feelings, baby. Okay. This old heart gets in the way. Shalimar. Shalimar's fun. Fun 70s noise, too. Yeah. Now you're going to carry your, uh, your girlfriend through the threshold tonight? Ah, I tossed her through there the other night. <laughs> <laughs> All right, top five continues. Now uh, I come in second, so here's mine. Because Rick will never put himself last. No, of course not. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I nope. no, no problem. Should, no, no, it's no, fine. no, nope, nope. Your number, your, your second. Here we go. Jill's number five song. Number one in your heart. Yeah, okay. Uh, when's this thing going to start? I don't know. You left a bit and stumble to the kitchen for myself a cup of ambition and yawn and stretch and try to come to life. Oh, what did he do, that poor guy? Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping. Out on the streets, the traffic starts jumping. Folks like me on the job from nine to five. Working nine to five. What was that guy's name in the movie? Harp, not Harvey Corman. What was his name? Dabney Coleman. Dabney Coleman. Okay, good pick. I like that. Very good. And now we go to my list. This is my number five song. Sure as the sun across the sky, this lie is over. Project? No, it's uh, Asia. Oh. oh, Asia. Yeah, Asia. They had a second song? Uh-oh. Is there a guitar solo coming up? Nice. Quick, take it down. Jill's going to get upset. No, no, get rid of the guitar <laughs> solo. That'll be guitar solo. We can't have that. I so like that what, one, what's, though. What's that called? That's uh, Only Time Will Tell. I thought Asia only had one hit song. Yeah. That's the Don't Cry Heat in that the one. Clock. Oh, wait. I mean, The Moment. Oh, they had three. Heat, Heat of the, of the moment. moment, Don't Cry, and Only Time Will Tell. Hmm. Okay. Very well. So you didn't like it. Okay, fine. That's I don't all care. right. That's good. That's, that's okay. all right. Let's, uh, let's go to Mark on line three. Mark on line three. What's your uh, song about time? Hey, morning. Morning. Um, what, what, what was that again? Uh, smoke? It was, was that uh, the, uh, the guess it, who? It was not the birds. 
The Guess Who, that's right. No Time. That's right. Oh, No, no time, time by The Guess Thank Who you. on Rock yeah. 105. There you go. In the jungles of Burma. What do you mumble? What? The, the time change coming up. I want it to stay the way it is coming up. Not this one, but the next one. I'm on your side. He's up. No, he's oh, opposite Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You like you like standard time? Yes, I do. Why? Yeah, more, you like going home in the dark? No, no, no. Not standard. Yeah, oh, the, oh uh, daylight like saving time. Okay. Saving. Yeah. All right. We're still bras. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Turn the music up so we can hear this. Oh, no, no. Get guitar solo. Get it off. Jill's going to get upset and start rolling her eyes. Turn it off. Turn it off. All right, man. Thanks for your call. Oh, God. You got that off in time. Nice. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> I like some guitar solos. I just don't like, like, Grateful Dead guitar solos. Girls don't like guitar solos or drum solos. Although... I prefer drum. Although... You prefer the drum? Mm-hmm. If you're there at a uh, at the venue, it's time to go to the bathroom, so... Mm. Mm. All right, we're back to Smoke's List. Here's these number four songs. Songs having to do with time, of course, because we had the time change coming up Sunday at 2 a.m. Here's number four. Uh, I have this too. Oh, who does it? This is good. Young again in a Do you remember how it all began? Just seemed like heaven, so Song man, what are you disco uh, disco smoke today? Time Second disco time smoke every day, to be honest. Shalimar and Michael Jackson, remember the time? Yeah, I mean, you dancing know. fool. All yeah, right, when it makes your feet move, it's usually good. We go to Joe's number four song now on the countdown. Ah, I smelled the Daft Punk on you when you walked in. <laughs> yeah, they usually don't let you bring that in the building. But. No, you have to have a permit, I think. Yeah. Very deep lyrics. Yeah, yeah really look into it. Yeah, you hate guitar solos. I don't like auto tune. <laughs> Everybody. One more time. Yeah. They wear helmets when they sing. It's got to be hard. Do they really? Well, yeah. 
They're All done right. doing that now. I think they are they. Okay, now we go to my number four song. Janelle on line one had that. Sorry. It was too easy. See? Stutter song. Oh, yeah. It's a guitar solo, I think. It's not Mr. Roboto. I'm not interested. Man, you are hard to please. Poor Harold. God. Yeah, if it's be, not in a commercial, she doesn't want to hear it. Must be a nightmare. I uh, have an Janelle amazing on, wife, I'll have you know. Janelle on line one has something to say to you for stealing her song. Sorry, Janelle. It's okay. I just wanted to tell you, I'm a girl who loves guitar solos hey. and drum solos. Nice. Uh. So I love to listen to them. Go ahead and play them. You have tattoos? <laughs> no, I don't. No, big Harley one, no? Nope, nope, sorry. Okay. Very unusual woman. <laughs> I'm intrigued. Okay, all right, thanks. Sorry thanks, I took Janelle. your song, Janelle. That's okay, thanks. Okay, bye. All right, uh, Greg's on line three. Greg! Good morning, sir. How you doing? Terrific. What do you got? Closing time. Oh, says says semi song. Yeah, semi sonic. Or as Rick likes to call, seismatic. The new seismatic chops dices. Julian's fries. Closing time. The old end of the bar song. Is this when you guys rush to pick a girl for the end of the night? Yes. You're like she'll do. Yeah. If this plays, it means I should be in the parking lot. One last call for alcohol, so finish your whiskey or beer. Get the hell out. <laughs> time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay, stay here. I know who I want to take me home. I know who I want to take me home. I know. song. Thanks a lot, man. Nice choice, Greg. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. All oh, right, yeah. you too. Yeah, that was closing time. So depressing. I, I remember it, they should have had a sign that said game over. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, because you're like, oh, I'm having so much fun. I don't want to go. No, that wasn't the point. You were trying to pick somebody up and you just didn't make it. And then the fluorescent oh, lights come went. on. All of a sudden, this mysterious dance place, you know, was just like, with, with the... All of yeah. a sudden, fluorescent lights would come on. You'd see the dirty ceiling. You see how ugly everybody really yeah, is. Yeah, and the puke on the floor, and you're <laughs> yeah. trying to make it to the door, and you realize you're lost. Gross. Yeah, there's a fake eyelash stuck to you. Somebody's you just, just got to get out. Somebody's going to smack you in the back of the head going, you suck. Wow. That was your goal, huh? Well, yeah, that's every guy's goal. What, do you think we go to the bar to drink? Drink with your bros. Yeah, you go to the bar to oh, you go. Your girl, you go to dance, mm-hmm. and then and you get free drinks. Right, and if you go to dance and you get free drinks, you're successful. You run out the door. Right. No, if we didn't pick something up, it's not we lost. <laughs> there should be a big game over sign at the at, you know. Womp, you, womp, womp, womp. Exactly. You sorry. lose. Try again Saturday. Big loser. Good luck. <laughs> go home to Rosie Palm. All right. 
This is uh, smokestacks. <laughs> she's re. She's right now. She's re-examining her entire life. Just talking to God. I'm like, did I do something in my past life? This if I this jump thing. from this window, can I land in my car safely? <laughs> Here's uh, smokestacks number three song. This is songs about time. Hit it now. Okay. Oh, I forgot about this one. Great video. Great song. Nice. Good one. Your songs are good today, Smoke. Well, thank you. Thank yeah, you. really, quite a list today. All right, now here's Jill's number three song on songs about time, and of course, the time change. Okay. Good song. Yeah, good thing, Jill. I love them so much. I used to have a hella crush on Rob Thomas. Well, I can't help but be scared of it all sometimes. He's actually one of the cooler celebrities. Oh, he's awesome, isn't he? Yep. She's got a little bit of something. God, it's better than nothing. And then I call her portrait. Well, she believes she's got it all. Oh. Where's the moon don't hang quite as high as it used to? And she only sleeps when it's raining. And she screams, and her voice is straining. She says, Wait now. When it's 3 a.m., I must be lonely. Another song about closing time, basically. Uh, there you go. about his mom, I thought. Are you Christmas shopping? What are you doing over there? No, I'm answering people that are messaging. Someone said something about Dolly Parton. They said, why haven't one of you picked Dolly Parton? And so I was answering them saying I did. It was just my you first did. song. You did. You did 9 to 5. Yeah. Okay. I already did. All right. Rick here's- and Smokestack are stupid. Thank you for listening. This is my number three song. <laughs> yeah, I was going to pick it, but like... I figured uh, I got two stone <laughs> Like my uh, What do you call him my, Oh my boss He, he would have it <laughs> This is when you're lighting on your shag carpet Oh wow man <laughs> Now, 
Now Jill's shopping. <laughs> now I'm on Amazon. Oh no, I forgot. Oh no, a guitar solo, quick! Smoke, turn it down. Jill's oh, gonna lose it. Here we go. That was close. Whose turn is it? If you ever want to torture me, you don't even have to touch me. Just tie me up and play stuff like that. <laughs> what do we got? Uh, who's, is it your turn? Who's turn? It's your turn, it? Rick. Oh, no, that was yours. That was me. Oh, that was your turn. Okay, uh, we've got Jack on line three. Jack, song's about time. What's yours? Good morning. Rolling Stones, time is on my side. Time is on my side. Oh, Jill's, oh, God. You know what you did to Jill, Roger? <laughs> I like the Rolling Stones. (laughs) Followed by the eyes rolling in the back of her head. Go back on Amazon. I do have an aversion to songs with tambourine. Oh, really? Yeah, it makes me itchy. I just don't. (laughs) Makes me itchy. Needs more cowbell. Okay. Rick's got a fever. Come on, Jill, sing it! You did get the new album, right, Jill? Uh-huh. You did? Yeah. I downloaded it. Did you? On the thing. All right, Rog, thanks a lot, man. Thanks, Roger. That was Jack. Thanks, Jack. Jack. I'm sorry, Jack. I've been calling Roger. Where did Roger come I from? I don't know. <laughs> I'm watching airplane way too much. <laughs> Thank you, Jack. All Thanks, right. Jack. You want to hang up on him, Rick, or do you just want to Sure, sure, sure. All right, we're up to Smoke's number... No, this is... Yeah, Smoke's number two song on the list. Songs about time. Here we go. Boom, boom. know this song. You do know this song. Oh, I know this song. If you're asking me to say, His name is George. Oh, this is... He's right. George uh, Benson. Yes, thank you, Jill. I didn't oh, even look that up. I just made it... That just popped into my head. I don't know where it was stored for so long, but it just came out. Lady Love Me, One More Time. Yeah, big hit. I'm really proud of myself. Yeah, okay. Easy, 105.9. That's right. I'm just going to start picking all the obvious ones, because I always avoid them thinking you guys are going to pick them, and then then you don't. Music to take your Darvacet by. (laughs) (laughs) Man, God. Even the light station won't play that. It's too soft. Get it off there. Yeah. I think my number two might be a repeat, but I have extras if I need to. Let's check it out. Oh, no. Oh, I didn't even think of this. Two of your songs have skipped. <laughs> Looking for nothing but time. 
Okay. What's Stop hitting the turntable. <laughs> Julie, you use those scratched up CDs. I'm trying to. No, I was trying to do it in real life on my Victrola. Some scratching on the ones and twos? I guess. guitar solo. (laughs) Yeah, no, she cut it off right before that. All right, here's my number two song on the list of songs about time. Is this a truck God, you're stuck car? in classic rock today, right? I don't know. What's going on? It was my mood last night. Yeah, did you wear your leather chaps and have your jacket on? Your Don't worry, I'll listen to Stevie B tonight when I get home. was just 10 bucks. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. 1978. It was a good year. What? Oh, it's funny. All right, we've got Valerie Wait a minute, online. how old were you in 1978? Two. <laughs> I was but a twinkle in my papa's eye. Wow. Well, it's all right. Maybe not in his eye. But <laughs> Which line? Uh, Valerie's on line two. Valerie, what is your song? Save us, Valerie. (laughs) What is your song about time? Time after time, Cindy Lauper. Brought to you by Pfizer. (laughs) (laughs) What is that? No, she she takes eczema medicine. Yeah, but it's medicine. What is it? Eczemi? I don't know. Scratches? I think of Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion every time. I'm scratching myself right now. Like a dog. Do you guys have like a businesswoman's brunch special? Oh, no, it's a guitar solo. Quick. <laughs> but it's easy going. Hardly. Pull the handle. Hardly. That's a good one. I kept yeah. getting messages from people going, how's, no, how's nobody picked Cindy Lauper yet? So thank you. Thank you, Valerie. You're very welcome. Okay. No problem. All right. Have a great weekend, Valerie. Ah, from the album, she's so unusual. Yeah, and boy, isn't she. <laughs> All right. We've reached the number one position. Number one. Here we go. Smokestacks picked his number one. Here it is. You're going to hear it now. Songs about time. Okay. I almost picked this one. Really? Jill's looking at me like, what the I, hell no, is No, I this? know it. I'm just trying to. He's the guy, the owner of a McDonald's. Is this Michael McDonald? 
technically the Doobie Brothers, but yeah. He's on the same station that other thing came from, George Benson came from. Light 1059. It's smooth Rick in the morning. This is another song that makes me feel like I'm shopping at a lamp store. <laughs> Bed, bath, and blankets. <laughs> Known for their smooth jams. <laughs> What's that line from 40-Year-Old Virgin where they keep playing Michael McDonald? If I have to listen to Yamo be there one more time, I'm going to Yamo burn this brain. place to the ground. <laughs> he is the Yamo be there, dude. <laughs> oh what if God. you worked in a place that played nothing but like, oh. this kind of music oh, over I'd and look, over again I on loop? I did for a second when I was young. I used to unload trucks at Kohl's. Yeah. And I came in there. I was like, this playlist is banging. This is awesome. And then I realized that it's one CD that they just over repeat. and over. I had to work oh. at a station to change format. They mm-hmm. kept me on. It was rock, and then they kept me on for another. Well, I quit. The guy came in. The consultant came in. They were playing that kind of music, George yeah. Benson, that stuff. And then in the middle of the songs, I had a when the song ended, I had to read a card. They, they was no, you couldn't say anything on the air. The card said, the station and the DJ that won't offend you while you're driving your kids to school. No. <laughs> no that's what I, their tagline was? Yeah, no, I had to say it like four times an hour. No. No, these people were sick in the head. Wow. I, that was, you sound like you don't fit on that station at all. No, that was hell. But Rick's I, like, I've made no such promises. <laughs> <laughs> it was hell. What did they play? That stuff. George Benson and... Yeah, that's a Slim Whitman. <laughs> oh God, where were we? My number one. That Joel's was number one. Your your number one. Okay, Joe's number one song on the countdown today. Songs having to do with time. Uh, Smoke had this already. Right. That was a good one, though. Now it is a good one. Let's see right. if I got another. I got some extras, right? Yeah, you do. You have one. What's my? No, this, I should have a couple. You do? No, you don't. I I did eight songs, and we you only have do one, five. One, two, three, so. four, five, six songs. That's what you have on your list. Sorry, maybe there's a seventh. Okay, here's the next one. This is number one. I can't believe nobody's got this one. Everybody, don't move. It's going to skip if you Nobody breathe. You know, it's funny. We have a record player at the house that we play records on. Really? And we have a bunch of Christmas records and some of the Christmas records. Warped. Well, because they don't make the grooves as deep as they used to on new records, and so they skip real easily. Oh, I didn't know that. There you go. Nice ending. Nobody picked that one. Nope, nobody picked that one. And uh, let's see, shall I do my number one song? It's my turn, right? Okay, my number one song is this one. Baby, we can do it yeah. Ooh, good one. Good one. Oh, very good. Sure, you were gonna pick Hootie Blowfish time. I did. That's like your thing. I did. Oh, you did? Yeah, it's an extra. Oh, okay. Oh, 
used to get so excited when the club would play this song. Yeah. Like if it was like 70s night or whatever. I know. Do you remember Have a Nice Day Cafe? Did you guys have one of those here? No. It was a 70s disco club. Have a ni- Nice Day Cafe? There's smiley faces everywhere. Oh. Wow, very demanding. All right, well. That's a good one. There you go. Number one song. Now nice. we go to the phones. Uh, we've got Dave on line three. Dave, what is your song? That's Have line it? two. No, I'm sorry. Line two? <laughs> Rick doesn't know how to use the, the phone. Line three. Bless line it. three. Okay. The third song, one down. Song, really? Right. Songs having to do with time. Uh, it's got to be Bob Seger, old time rock and roll. Nice. Just take those old records off. This was almost my Halloween costume. I, I was going to say, you guys have the same hair. <laughs> Oh, you can dress as Bob Seger or no, as uh, dress Tom, as Cruise. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Oh, I With thought BVDs and everything. He hasn't wore the underwear, the button down, and the socks. Yeah, yeah, and the yeah. Sunglasses. Yeah, but you got Harold and Elliot to be the Silver Bullet Band. <laughs> yes, because that's every twelve-year-old boy's dream to be a part of the Silver Bullet Band. Hey guys, guess what I am? What are you? <laughs> Oh, a saxophone solo. Oh, no, it's a guitar oh, no, solo. guitar for a saxophone later. They make you sit through the first one to get to the other one. I'm okay with this one, though. You okay with this one? Yeah. And you didn't like Poisons? No, I like Poisons, too. It's the Grateful Dead bands that I can't handle it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you don't like Fish Pink Floyd, or Fish, Grateful Dead. I don't know. Pink Floyd and Fish. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's very similar. No, hey, but any of those Thank type you, Dave. of, you know. Thanks for your call. Thanks, Dave. Bye, Dave. All right. Just for the fun of it, here's some of the extra songs we brought with us. This is Smokes, one of his extras. Uh, songs with time. Speaking of what Jill hates. Ario <laughs> Speedwagon? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, another yeah. one. God, yeah. torture me. Take me to shove, shop for carpets and lamps and fake plants. What about Bonnie Raitt? I like Bonnie Raitt. I never heard this song in my life. Nick of Time? Nope. Do you just go to the B-side of some albums? or? Yeah, that's what I do. Is this a popular song? No, I've never heard it in my life. Me neither. Okay. It's only off of her biggest album, but it's all right. Uncultured swine. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Jill's Extra. Okay. Back in my <laughs> How is this about time? Sitting on the dock of the bay, wasting time. Oh. I just thought wasting it was sitting on the dock of the bay. La, 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 la. Is wasting time in parentheses? I left my it doesn't have to be in the title. It doesn't have to be in the title? No. Here's mine. My wait, 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 wait. It's Loverboy. That's channeling, a great song. Channeling new kids. Love it every minute. It's an excellent song. Some clarification on our rules here. We never said time had to be in the title. We said songs having to do with time. I had 9 to 5 and 3 a.m. Well, 9 to 5 is a time. Right. And 3 a.m. is a time. So? Sitting on the dock of the bay isn't about time. Sitting on the dock of the bay wasting time? Sitting on the dock. 
It's about wasting time. This argument will continue after these messages. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. I call that a lose, lose, lose. Streaming right now on 1059sunnyfm.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 